0: Said they're,
1: live they're, they're live or they're muted. They're live or they're
2: muted. They're live. Up here.
1: Good morning, everyone. We'll go ahead and get started with the uh, proclamation part of our meeting. Uh, if everyone could quiet down uh, at this time, I'd like to call our uh, parish president up, Ms. Cynthia Lee Shang. It was on my seat.
3: I could um, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. If I could have Mr. Tim Palmetier and uh, Mr. Victor LaRocca join me up here. Um, have a very special presentation. Uh, Mr. Tim Palmetier is our finance director and Mr. Victor LaRocca is our budget director. Um, this is the Government Finance Officers Association Distinguished Budget Award. Um, the Jeff- Jefferson Parish is receiving this award for the 27th year in a row. The reason for this award in the budgeting world is they recognize governments that have a very transparent, budgeting process and certainly as you all know as the council we we are very transparent in our budget the, the public can see it you amend the budget both the operating budget the capital budget every council meeting so it really is the highest form of recognition for governmental budgeting and it represents certainly a significant achievement by our budget department so um, along with um, Tim and Victor, Um, we want to also recognize Kavalin Griffin, um, as well as Tia Venable, who worked very hard to help us get this award. There are certain guidelines that you have to meet to be eligible for this award, including how well an entity's budget serves as both a policy document, a financial plan, as well as an operations guide, and a communication device. Um, And there are 14 mandatory criteria that have to be uh, satisfied to um, be eligible for this award. So, last year they got this award, and I remember Victor reminded me, um, I was on the council then, knew I was gonna be the next parish president, and I told Victor, you better get the award next year, so thank you all for delivering. Um, and, um, And I know next year the criteria changes, so we have to get this award again next year, and we gotta be ready for the criteria changes, because, they're going to recognize more technology, uh, techn- technological improvements in how our public sees the budget process. So um, the challenge is on, Victor, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay, did you want to, Tim? Victor, did you want to say anything? You want to say something? No? Okay. Just
4: I'd
5: just like to personally recognize Victor Laraca and his team in the budget department doing such a great job and uh, earning this award again. Thank you.
3: Council members, if you'd like to come take a. A picture with Victor and Tim. Do you have your employees here that want to go ahead So
6: here.
3: Hold that and get in the middle. Tim, get in the middle.
5: Where
3: are you oh,
0: on <laughs> no
2: the <laughs> <laughs> Just because
0: he's short, you can get in the front.
7: Thank
6: you. Thank you.
3: Good job, guys.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you mr chairman if i could have mr todd murphy from the jefferson chamber of commerce as well as dr chandra williams come forward please morning Todd. do you want to say something i'll start it off okay very honored to have with us um todd murphy as i said from the jefferson chamber of commerce as well as dr chandra williams who's the ceo of inclusive care organization many of you have have known inclusive care you see their great billboards all over um, our parish. So this is in conjunction with the Chamber's Dream Big Awards. This is an honor that recognizes small businesses during the coronavirus pandemic that has shown a high level of leadership and community engagement. And I know even next week, Dr. um, Williams is opening a new new clinic. So I'd like to read this proclamation. Whereas inclusive care is a leader in providing quality and affordable health care regardless of race, gender, or socioeconomic status, and has been awarded the Community Support and Leadership Award by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. And whereas in conjunction with the Chamber's Dream Big Awards, this outstanding honor recognizes a small business during the coronavirus pandemic that has demonstrated an exemplary level of leadership and community engagement to assist the needs of its customers, employees, and neighbors. And whereas with just eight awards given nationally, Inclusive Care is the only award winner from Louisiana receiving this distinction in recognition of the important work that this organization provides every day to our Jefferson Parish citizens. And under the leadership of Inclusive Care's Chief Executive Officer, Dr. Chandra Williams, and Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Jeremy Dumas, along with their highly trained team, Inclusive Care is committed to serving our most indigent and vulnerable individuals. And whereas Inclusive Care is working tirelessly to provide testing, care and support to all of those impacted by the coronavirus while also taking care of all the other patient needs. Whereas Jefferson Parish is very proud of the work provided by the entire Inclusive Care Organization in serving the needs of our citizens, especially during this challenging year. Now, therefore, I, Cynthia Lee Shang, President of Jefferson Parish, do hereby congratulate and commend Inclusive Care on receiving the 2020 Community Support and Leadership Award by the United States Chamber of Commerce. Dr. Williams, great work. I know you've been on the front line of this for the year.
5: Todd, can we... I just wanted to say briefly on behalf of uh, your local chamber how thrilled we are to have a national award winner. And when you think about all the businesses across the country for the U.S. Chamber to reach out and recognize inclusive care, it's quite an honor. and We're very, very proud. So congratulations, Dr. Williams, and all of your team. Thank you.
8: Good morning. It uh, gives me distinct honor and privilege to stand before each of you today as our stakeholders, our supporters, and uh, all those who have been fighting for our success. I would be remiss and not Thinking especially thanks to uh, Councilman Byron Lee of Councilman uh, District Number 3. We appreciate for getting us started and leading us on, and we're looking forward to what we can do together in the future. So thank you so much for this honor, and I would be remiss in thanking my team behind us for getting all this done. We are going to be here during COVID. Hopefully, we all end COVID pretty soon so we can take off the mask and everything else. So thank you, President Lee Sheng. We really appreciate you. And without the Jefferson Chamber, where would we be? So they have been a real supporter with businesses, especially businesses like ours. So thank you so much, Todd, for your leadership.
3: Yeah, yeah, thank you. Council members, if you want to get a picture with Dr. Williams and her staff. Dr.
1: I'd like to recognize now Councilman Dino Bonanno.
0: Before I get started, I'd like to call up uh, Lisa and Lori. As we all know, several months ago, in my humble opinion, we lost one of the most dedicated civic leaders in the history of Jefferson Parish. This individual volunteered countless hours of her own to her community. She sat on numerous boards, committees, civic associations, was a civic association president, Remember the East Jefferson Civic League, the Fat City Task Force, among many other boards and committees. Um, I often called on her over the last 32 years for advice on what the civic associations and the citizens of this parish felt about certain issues, difficult issues that were facing this parish. You know, <clears throat> We lost a ton of knowledge, experience, leadership, and a dear friend when we lost Lynn Robinson Parker. I thought it would be only fitting for this council to name the walking trail at LaSalle Park in her honor. And I've asked her two daughters, Lisa and Lori, to be here, at this here today as I read this proclamation. And later on on our agenda, we're going to pass a resolution formally naming it. And later this spring, when we have some nice weather, we're going to actually present Lisa and uh, Lori to ha- actually have them out at LaSalle Park with us to dedicate the walking trail. Whereas Lynn Parker Robinson, Lynn Robertson Parker, was born in Honolulu, Hawaii in 1945 and moved to Louisiana in 1950, and where she was an East Jefferson High School warrior and taught at the elementary level for many years, leaving to decide to work in her family's postcard business. She had a passion for local government, leading her neighborhood civic associations and serving on the Civic League of Jefferson Parish. She helped to orchestrate the building of the Police and Firefighters Memorial and served on the Jefferson Parish Planning Advisory Board for 14 years. From 2000 to 2003, she served on the steering committee appointed to guide the planning process for Jefferson Parish's first-ever master plan called Envision Jefferson 2020. And she played an important role in providing historical context when the plan was updated to become Envision 2040, and where she participated in the Fat City Task Force, which was established to redevelop that part of Metairie west of the Lakeside Shopping Center and where she worked on many zoning and improvement efforts throughout Metairie and Metairie Road. She was a true public servant and a civic activist. And it is entirely appropriate that this council should recognize and memorize Lynn Robertson Parker in her honor of her outstanding dedication and contributions to Jefferson Parish by naming the LaSalle Walking Trail in her honor. And later on, we will actually formally name it the Lynn Robertson Parker Walking Trail. Thank you, Lynn was a true friend, and I know I will miss not having that opportunity to call her and talk to her for advice when it's needed. So thank you all for being here, and I'd invite the council to come down and take a picture.
9: This next proclamation is for someone who's been here quite a while. Whereas Anne Guidry, well, let's get Anne Guidry up here first before I get started. Oh, where's oh? Right up
1: here.
9: Why am I looking in the back for you, Anne? I thought you'd be coming through the back. Come on over.
1: Come up here.
9: Thought she was gonna make a grand entrance down the. Anne has been here longer than most in this room. So here's the proclamation to recognize your years of public service. Whereas Anne Guidry began her career with Jefferson Parish in 1978, as a stenographic clerk three in the personnel department, and whereas in 1990, she became a typist clerk two in the council clerk's office and was promoted to typist clerk three in 1994. And whereas in her long and outstanding career of public service, Miss Gidry went on to serve as assistant parish clerk from 1998 to the present, and whereas Miss Gidry has announced her well-earned retirement from Jefferson Parish service, as well as her post-retirement plans to spend time with her 97-year-old mother, Mary, son, Justin, daughter, Melissa, and her two grandchildren, Sutton and Sloan. Whereas after 30 years of distinguished service to Jefferson Parish, Anne Guidry will retire from public service on December 30, 2020. And whereas this council wishes to recognize and commend Anne Guidry on the occasion of her retirement from Jefferson Parish for her 30 years of outstanding public service and for her collegiality and effectiveness in serving the needs of the council and the citizens of Jefferson Parish. Now, therefore, the Jefferson Parish Council, the governing authority of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana, recognizes and commends Anne Guidry for her exemplary career of service to the council and the citizens of Jefferson Parish, Louisiana.
1: Congratulations. As well as, Ann, look, I've I had the opportunity for the last nine years to work with you, and you have served the citizens of Jefferson Parish well uh, behind the scenes because you do not, do not like grand, grand entrances. I know that. But I want to thank you so much for your service to Jefferson Parish, the citizens. And I have actually here your 30-year pin of service. Uh, and I don't know when the last time you were pinned, it was many years ago. <laughs> I'd like to take the opportunity to pin you, if you don't mind. And thank you for your many years of service with Jefferson Parish. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. And if my colleagues would like to come take a picture and Ms. Euler and your staff. or
0: something?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think in 78, I don't think Scott was born yet. <laughs>
10: Once again, you hear?
1: Congratulations. I'm jealous. There you go. <laughs>
11: So, as you just saw with Miss Ann and her 30 years of service pin, I have an employee that we're recognizing today who's got 25 more to go (laughs) to get to Miss Ann's level. Um, Jeffrey Simno is uh, my chief of staff, and um, he uh, you know, it's funny how we have uh, people years and dog years. I almost feel like I ought to do this in like multiples of years because Jeff works so endlessly that the five-year pin that we're giving him today really should be multiplied many times over for the nights and the weekends and the um, the hours that he puts in to make things happen. Um, we have our our office staff. Um, here with us today because Jeff is, uh, again, marking his five years of service. He has been so innovative and creative on so many things from bringing Uber and Lyft to the parish to replacing our um, Metairie road bus, which was really not a high volume, uh, with Lyft service. You've worked on Carnival. I know the, the folks in this room who have worked with us on Carnival know your efforts. So, again, it's a small way to recognize um, your efforts on behalf of the citizens of Jefferson Parish in Council District 5. We want to give Jeffrey his five year pin. Come on up. <laughs> thank you. <Congrats>. Thank you. <laughs> Come on up. I want our staff. Again, I know everybody in Jefferson Parish um, recognizes we cannot do, particularly the elected officials, we can't do things without all the people behind the scenes who make it happen. So if all the council offices would come join us, um, I know each of your staffs work hard every day, and it's, it's a small way to recognize uh, the folks working behind the scenes all the time. So,
12: <laughs>
11: Sharing any words? <laughs>
13: Yeah.
1: All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and uh, get started with our regular scheduled council meeting Uh, and welcome and good morning. Uh, It's about five minutes after 10. uh, We're calling our meeting to order. It is uh, today is December 9th, 2020. We're here at Jefferson Parish Council meeting. Uh, We're located at the Joseph S. Yenny Building at 1221 Elmwood Park Boulevard here in Jefferson Parish. We hereby now call this meeting to order. Um, I would like to recognize at this time, Councilwoman Jennifer Van Ranken for uh, invocation. Oh, sorry.
11: Um, we've had uh, a great new tradition started this year where each council member and the parish president get to invite someone to help lead us in prayer uh, at the start of our council meetings a hundred years ago when i was a little girl uh, i went to saint clement of rome and was there from kindergarten through eighth grade and i remember at the time there was a priest at saint clement father john um, who would sometimes do homilies with his lamb puppet or his guitar, and I can tell you to this day, some of those homilies I still remember, because he really was so joyful and passionate about um, uh, getting those messages across to us. St. Clement of Rome is, I think, in a similar position today. To have a priest, Father Andrew Rudman, who is so energetic, so enthusiastic. Don't take my word for it. If you look him up on YouTube, you will see him um, vowing to do a 1,000 push-ups, one for each person who would subscribe to their YouTube channel so that he could get um, that live stream into the classroom. Uh, he did a backflip into a pool um, to show support on his pep rally day. So, again, talk about someone who exudes joy. After this year that has been a very challenging one, this is our last meeting of 2020. I thought there would be no one more perfect than Father Andrew to lead us in our prayer at this last meeting of 2020 and as we look forward with hope to 2021. Father Andrew.
14: Mr. American, thank you so much for this invitation to be with you. And I actually thought I was going to be late because I was filming a pep rally video, a hype video for the school uh, tomorrow. And uh, I'm so honored to be with you all today. And I I want to, before we start the invocation, I want to thank all of you. For the hard work that you've done in this difficult year and in particular your support of keeping places of worship open and as as many people can gather as possible. I really appreciate that. I'm so proud to be part of Jefferson Parish and thank you so much for the the support that you give to places of worship. And uh, I will begin the invocation um, with I think a very comforting passage from the book of the prophet Isaiah that really speaks to this year and the hope that lies ahead. So let us invoke our Lord in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will exalt. The steppe will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, be strong, fear not. Here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. Then the eyes of the blind will be open. The ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag then the tongue of the mute will sing. Streams will burst forth in the desert and rivers in the steppe. The burning sands will become pools and the thirsty ground springs of water. The abode where the jackals lurk will be a marsh for the reed and papyrus. A highway will be there called the holy way. No one unclean may pass over it, nor fools go astray on it. No lion will be there, nor beasts of prey go up to be met upon it. It is for those with a journey to make, and on on it the redeemed will walk. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return, and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. The word of the Lord. Heavenly. Heavenly Father, we come before you at the end of this year with grateful hearts. Though there have been many trials and challenges, we thank you for the many blessings you bestow on us every day. We thank you for the opportunity to gather here today, to gather and worship, to gather in praise of you. We give you thanks for the opportunity that our families have had to strengthen, to grow, to spend time with one another. We thank you for all the things that you've provided for us even in this time of need. As we gather before you, Father, in prayer, we also remember those who are struggling at this time. Those who have died, those who are struggling, loss of jobs, who are suffering, we offer them to you, Father, and we ask you to continue to provide for them. And most of all, Father, as we look upon this year, we know the yearning of our hearts for redemption, the yearning of our hearts for salvation, the yearning of our hearts for your Son, Jesus Christ, to come this Christmas. Please allow your peace to enter our hearts. I ask that you bless all the members of this council, all the leadership here in Jefferson Parish, that they may continue to provide that road that we heard about in the prophet Isaiah, the road through the desert, the road through the wilderness, the road through the trials, so the people here can walk in peace, in hope, and that this next year will be filled with prosperity, with joy, and with your presence, Lord. And so I say to all the members here, may the peace of God which is beyond all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen.
1: Thank thank you, Father. Uh, Could we please have uh, Mr. Todd Murphy please uh, lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance.
5: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all.
1: Thank you so much, Mr. Murphy. Uh, We're going to have a roll call vote, please. Present.
4: Councilman Walker. Here. Councilman Edwards. Councilman Bonanno. Councilman Lee. Here. Councilman Impostato. Present. Councilwoman Van Rankin. Present. Parish President, Ms. Lee Shang. Yes, ma'am. And I have completed the roll.
1: Thank you very much, Madam Clerk. Um, We're going to go ahead and Move on on personal privilege for Councilman Impostata to give us an update on the budget committee report.
15: Thank you, Council Chairman. <clears throat> um, Justin, are we good? Uh, we're going to take a few minutes of everyone's time, or maybe more than a few, uh, in order to, um, to do a presentation today on the... No. Uh, Nah, there we go. There we go. Uh, on one of the task forces that was uh, enacted or uh, promulgated by this council and the parish administration roughly six months ago in response to COVID-19, uh, it's very apropos that it's done at this meeting. It's no coincidence because perhaps the most important function, the most critical function that I believe we uh, serve as a council is the review Management and approval of the parish budget. So, as we today is the meeting in which we will approve the parish budget for the 2021 year. Uh, we felt like the results of this six months of study we've done on this task force um, are critical, and will will uh, paint the picture and give an understanding to the public as to why we're. Uh, promulgating the budget, budget today that we will. Um, and this is the result of the work, that's the list of our task force members, myself, council chairman Templet, uh, Steve Lachute, uh, the chief operating officer, Um, and the next two, Jeremy Dwyer, our budget and research director on the council side. And and the last two, uh, I would make an argument are perhaps two of the biggest assets that Jefferson Parish has. Um, you know, we talk about Lake Pontchartrain, Lafreniere Park, Fat City, uh, Park Day for Meal, all these assets that the parish has. Uh, none in my mind come close to what Tim Palmentier and Victor LaRocca provide for Jefferson Parish. It's also apropos that this comes on the day in which they are recognized for the work that they've done. Um, I'll tell you, you know, everyone, it's no mystery that the difficulty in being in elected office uh, went uh, exponentially greater uh, starting on March th- March 13th of this year. But knowing you're in a foxhole with Tim and Victor uh, makes you feel awfully comfortable about the direction that this parish is going. And so the results today, rest assured, I mean, Councilman Templin and I got to shout uh, demands and requests every week. <laughs> we need this, we need that. And Tim and Victor, uh, pretty much with the click of a button, were able to get us everything we need to perform the analysis and come to the opinions we have today. So what we're going to do I'm going to spend a few minutes just trying to talk about what we see as the overall we're talking revenue stream. We're talking about um, where have we lost money? What what do we look at in the future Uh, and where have we been stable in terms of what revenues we've collected during this COVID crisis? And hopefully, uh, give some predictions or some hopes as to what we can expect in the future, depending on what our future restrictions are. Uh, And in the middle, if you're paying attention, you might actually get to learn some of my guilty pleasures and outside interests in the middle. Uh, You'll see. So, first of all, I think we can say that we're, we're ha- pleased to report that based on our research, overall, the financial condition of Jefferson Parish is quite stable. Uh, we're in a pretty safe situation right now in terms of revenues we've collected year to date. Uh, when we look at some of our neighbors uh, in other parishes and some of the, even the municipalities within Jefferson Parish, they're not able to make such a report. We are. And I think we will shock some people by being able to show that overall, our revenue stream prediction for 2021 is quite similar in fact the projection by mr palmentier and mr LaRaca is actually far more conservative than what our numbers dictate we should expect next year so we're in a we're in a very good position with the caveat that we can't get back to a phase one or a shutdown i will say that up front okay Based on the numbers, our our departments by and large are able to retain the 15% reserves that are basically mandated by in-house here, but also that are part of good um, good government recommendations in order for us to maintain the bonding capacity that the parish has. Part of our stability and safety at this point is also the result of budget cuts that were made almost instantly by parish presidents, the parish president's administration, uh, right around June, if my memory serves, parish president. I mean, right off the bat, um, budget changes were made to the tune of, if my memory serves, Tim, $19 million. Um, those cuts made so instantly may very well be the, the reason we can report such a substantial position as we are in today. Property taxes, which represents 42% of our parish budget, so just about half. The good news is it's roughly the same. We have not seen in 2020 any any reported changes in property taxes. Um, and one of the reasons for that is kind of simple. Um, if people usually pay their property taxes with their mortgage, it's escrowed. So that helps preserve that as a stable revenue stream. Uh, our assessor reported at our request a few months ago, uh, 2020 might be 2021, excuse me, might show some differences there uh, as hardships arise. But by and large, the prediction right now is that that revenue stream will remain stable.
1: If you don't mind, if you go back to that slide, I can try. If you all recognize my cousin Benny. (laughs) Okay. All right. No
15: accident. No accident. (laughs) That's just to keep you paying attention to the rest. Uh, so, no telling what's coming. You'll see. I'm I, I telling you, you're going to learn a, lot, a little bit about my, my seeded interest, including where I shop. Uh, <laughs> sales taxes, which is, of course, the biggest question in everyone's mind. I guarantee if we went out in the public and said, what is your expectation as to the parish sales tax figures, Figures, everyone would say, oh, it's got to be horrendous. Um, and look, at a certain point, it wasn't, it wasn't real good, but – We've had some areas that showed substantial increases that, you know, weren't there before. And and I've used those two slides by no accident. During phase one and during the shutdown, our sales taxes went down roughly 12 percent. But year to date, we're actually up 1 (laughs) percent. So I know that will shock people. And I can tell you, when you look at the numbers, you can look at the trend. These are post-COVID increases. So once we got into phase two and three, you you saw a consistent increase uh, overall. Phase one and below, not not a good situation for us, even though places like our grocery stores and some auto dealerships and whatnot, different categories that the sheriff reported to us have shown increases. Um, There's also another increase that came in this year that had a lot to do with online sales, which were not recorded in prior years. That was roughly, uh, that was a few million dollars of sales taxes that we weren't reporting in prior years. There's reason to expect that that should not change because online sales hopefully will increase. But so from a sales tax perspective, which thankfully for Jefferson Parish represents only about 18% of our revenue stream. So even when that gets hit the hardest, that doesn't totally devastate our parish budget, um, as it might in, in some other jurisdictions. 7 cents cents sales tax, why does that matter? Your roads, your sewer improvements that we're seeing across the parish, you can see those have remained consistent year-to-date, so our ability to do those projects has not been impaired this year. And so, likewise, we would not expect a, a problem going forward. Our TIF districts, that's predominantly retail, those are some of the hardest-hit areas and unfortunately i will say based on what we've seen um there is not much reason to expect improvement even with going basically with any covid restrictions uh we're seeing some problems in those areas Terrytowns TIF district is down roughly almost 30 percent um now what we did see is that is an area where you can see once we got into june got into phase two their revenues came came back up substantially and has stayed up there during phases two and three. So that would suggest that in, in the Terrytown TIF district, which is around Oakwood Mall, you can see once we got into phase three, they started gaining profits again, which is money to be able to dump back into Terrytown. However, fa- prior to phase two, phase one and shutdown is below baseline, which means that's roughly $100,000 a year not going back into Terrytown. Churchill, uh, the Churchill uh, TIF district, that's one we're not reporting a loss because the truth is that TIF district has never generated a profit. So it's not there hasn't been money being put in that area that um, is not being put in. But interestingly enough, as you can see, from May on, that area is actually showing an improvement and actually showing progress that if that trend continues, uh, there may be the possibility that one day that will start generating revenue. The Jefferson Highway TIF district, unfortunately, is one showing a substantial increase. And I say unfortunately, because if you look at the map, that's basically Ashner Hospital and the medical district along Jefferson Highway, thanks to covid <laughs> and unfortunate you know, needs for medical care, you're seeing a substantial increase there. That's been relatively consistent and generating, um, frankly, as of August, they're actually getting above the baseline where there will be additional funds to invest into that area. But again, that's not a real comforting statistic because that means there's more medical treatment going on in all likelihood as a result of COVID. When we look at uh, the Metairie TIF district around uh, Fat City and Lakeside Mall, um, that's a very dire-looking situation financially. That's showing a 47% decline year-to-date, uh, with candidly, you know, very little, if any, uh, appearance for for improvement or to get back to uh, the level it was in 2019. Um, and what's unfortunate is even as the phases changed, you didn't see a tremendous Uh, increase in phases two and three. So there was a brief increase in July, um, but where it took a nice jump up, but then after that, uh, it came right back down in a pretty significant way. So there's no question that the effect of COVID restrictions is pretty marked uh, in that area. Now, licensing and permit fees. Uh, This is definitely an area that the parish budget has been hit pretty substantially. Um, We're down about 10%, but that's a huge dollar figure. We're down $1.2 million since since COVID restrictions got put in place. And when we look at the activity, that's our building permits, that's renovations. Um, Unfortunately, even as restrictions opened up, we didn't see much of a change. So that, that is an area that we have very good reason to believe COVID is having a substantial impact on, even as the restrictions have been lessened. <clears throat> now, when we look at you know, overall construction activity as a barometer for, um, you know, for activity and economic development, when we look at demolitions, demolitions are down dramatically, about 50 percent uh, parish-wide. New construction, interesting enough, seems to not be very much affected. Um, like I said, demolitions went down 50% from last year. New construction went down 11%, but relatively speaking, that wasn't um, too tremendous. And I'll tell you, this is another one. I, I talked about the budget department, uh, the code department, Miss Amy Vallow, uh, the director there, I asked for this information we're looking at literally within an hour. It was in my hands. So this is stuff that their department was already analyzing, already studying to be able to manage their budget and manage their personnel. And so I, I can't say enough how helpful that and how comforting it was to know how on the ball they are. This is a troubling statistic, commercial build, tenant build-out. These are commercial properties where people are doing build-out and renovation on commercial re, uh, real estate. You can see that is down almost 50%. And based on the numbers, there's not much confidence that that will improve. And again, that's been indifferent to the phases. Residential renovations is on a similar path. So that tells us now, listen, let's be honest. Um, you know, there may have been a lot more supplies bought at Home Depot and Lowe's <laughs> for unpermitted related renovations, but th- there's no reason to believe that there's any more unpermitted activity taking place now than would have been in 2019. So unfortunately, those two statistics of activity seem to show there's less activity in that arena and for our parish budget has caused us a roughly a $1 million loss with not much sign of improvement going forward. Now, fines and forfeitures, if you're someone who uh, is violating code and doing those things, this is going to be a very comforting statistic to you. Uh, But for those of us who are looking for compliance in those things, um, fines and forfeitures has shown a pretty substantial impact in the parish budget. Um, In particular, we're down $1.8 million in those. $100,000 a month we're losing right now in fines and forfeitures and that's a 35 percent decline again with no sign of improvement so I mean these when we talk about losing $100,000 a month we're we're looking at departments we're looking at areas where um, we're suffering losses and unfortunately unless uh, things change may have to look at uh, changes It's just something we've got to be mindful of uh, is a risk for us Uh, and again Kind of phase independent there, phase indifferent. Now to the district improvement funds. And these are probably as important to our constituents as they are to the seven uh, members of the, the council here. These are where, when we get calls from civic associations, we get calls from neighborhoods about specific needs um, and you know, are asking Councilman Bonanno, Councilman Edwards, Councilman Lee, Councilman Van Franken for a specific need in their neighborhood, these are where the council members have been able to go. From a percentage standpoint, you will see these are some of the hardest-hit uh, areas. Again, as long as there's restrictions, um, show very little signs of signs of improvement. This is also where many of our quality-of-life cultural events come from, whether it's um, from Gretna Fest to Uncle Sam Jam to um, – those, you know, whether it's uh, Bucktown events, uh, Old Metairie, that's where often the funding comes from, these district improvement funds. So far this year, we're at a $1.2 million loss in those funds. Uh, you will see that changes based on the source of those funds. The biggest pot, uh, one of the bigger pots, is East Bank Tourism, which is down 44%, as might be expected from last year. Uh, West Bank Tourism is actually down far less, 17%. But the problem with that is the amount of money ordinarily generated in East Bank tourism far outweighs what is typically generated in West Bank tourism. So even though the loss on the West Bank is markedly less from a percentage standpoint, it doesn't nearly make up for the sizable loss. Uh, basically, in a given year, roughly 77% of the tourism dollars come from East Bank. And so uh, on the whole, the parish is down 36% in tourism dollars.
1: Might yeah, please. Tourism dollars uh, come from the hotel motel. Is that where those dollars come from?
15: Yeah, I believe so. Victor, Tim, yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. So so that shows that the occupancy of those hotels on both sides of rivers has been decreased as well.
15: Dramatic. And you can look at the trend, um, you know, between the two years. Unfortunately, while we saw some changes with the phases... um, Honestly, I mean, look at the East Bank. Honestly, yeah, it came up a little bit from April to June when we moved into Phase 2, but you can see it's nowhere near where it was um, year-to-date year last year. Um, off-track betting is, an, is another source of those funds. On the East Bank and West Bank, both seem to be in, in parity, down about 20%. And you can see, I mean, just look at this chart, no mystery, April and May, when we were in shutdown. I mean, that activity went down to zero. And um, now, the good news is you can also look at the trend and see once we got into phase two, we actually came up above where we were last year. So that's a source of revenue that we can say, uh, well, um, that we can say once COVID restrictions begin to be lessened, we see that come back up and see access to those funds going forward. Again, similar to to tourism, 75% of the, the funds generated in the parish are on the East Bank, um, so the weight of the East Bank dollars on that are, are pretty substantial. At Once we got phase two and beyond, that decline went down to 11 percent, so um, we can definitely see that's an area where we need to be phase two and beyond uh, in order to have a stable budget. Video poker is another source and a higher dollar figure. On the year, we're down 41 percent, and you can just look at it. This is parish-wide. Um, the shutdown, phase one, those dollars went down to zero. Now, you can see in phase two, all of a sudden, the video poker machines got hit pretty good, and uh, which is why some of the loss went down. Here's what we see. Once we got into phase two and beyond, those went up 13% from, year, from 2019. What does that tell us? If we can stay phase three and beyond, we can see those dollars realized for the parish budget. Uh, that's how important these restrictions can be to us. The hardest hit of that $1.2 million, $500,000 of it, is from a loss at Boontown. That's a hard hit, no, no doubt. Represents about 40-some-odd percent of that $1.2 million loss. You can see, just look at the line graph. I mean, in shutdown, it went down to zero. Unfortunately, while it has come back up, um, phase two and beyond, it's still markedly lower than it was um, than it was last year. As I was saying, that's roughly 42% of the overall district improvement funds. This loss accounts for it. Uh, I can tell you, as a Kenner Council member, the Treasure Chest Casino is on a similar pattern. That's not in the parish budget, so that's not part of this analysis, but I can tell you the Treasure Chest is reporting roughly 50% decline in revenues. So that directly hits hits the City of Kenner's budget in a dramatic way.
1: Councilman, if I might say, too, as well as, if you notice, in your August-September in October, with, with Boomtown on uh, the riverboat, the storms had caused where the boats had to shut down. That's a good point. Okay, uh, for those many storms that kept threatening the area. You know? That's
15: true. So, so yeah, that, that's an interesting point. I don't know that we specifically analyze that, but uh, may explain for the difference there. So we may very well we see that up.
1: What happens yeah. in Boomtown, you have to shut the floodgates, and they go out of commission until we can open those gates back up. So. Yeah, and that's right in that August, September. Yeah
15: time frame, Um, here's what we see. Pre-phase two, those losses were anywhere from 50 to 100%. (laughs) So we cannot be (laughs) shut down or phase one for these sources of funds to be available to the parish budget. Um, Once we got phase two and beyond, the decline was only about 12%, which is still a decline, but um, that's a much more stable position than otherwise. So our conclusions... When we're in phase one, <laughs> we're in trouble. We're, get, we're, we're in a pretty, pretty problematic position on almost all revenue streams. If we can get to phase two, we're actually climbing up out of it, and we might, we might be able to uh, go the distance. Um, phase three, I'd say it's kind of a tie. <laughs> We're, we're relatively stable. There's no winner. There's no loser. Um, it at least gives us a fighting chance to survive. So uh, that's more or less the results uh, of our analysis. Uh, Councilman Template, his office, uh, the budget department, Steve Leshoot, Um This was a, a pretty tremendous amount of work. There's a lot more details in the report that we provided, uh, and we will um, make sure that it's published on the parish website. Uh, if there's any questions or discussion, you know, certainly here. Councilman Template.
1: I just want to give you hats off and a great job to the committee uh, as a whole. Uh, it was actually a pleasure to learn some of the details of what was taking place through, you know, Mr. Uh, Paul Mateer and, um, and everything. With, you know, it, it was an educational period for me as well. So I appreciate the hard work from the committee as a whole. You know, as and an- I guess
15: with that, w- the one concluding statement is with that, um, personally, and I think I speak for Councilman Template as well, is while we see potential challenges we have comfort in the budget that that we will approve today and have reason to believe that our, our predictions we didn't just come up with these numbers out of thin air they were vetted they were considered under the climate under the very challenging climate that we're in and um... And, and I think, as you can see from the revenue streams overall, the revenue prediction, which I'm sure um, Mr. Palmiti will describe in more detail, is very conservative in light of the experience we had. And um, as long as our, our experience the next 12 months is similar, even with some ups and downs, restrictions, less restrictions here and there, um, we have reasonable confidence that uh, we're in a stable position. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Any, any questions for Councilman Embastado? Yes. Councilman? Dominic,
16: uh, job well done. Um, you and the committee, I have uh, one question. Some years ago, there was a tiff created on Manhattan Boulevard, and I just wanted to know, uh, was uh, it um, ever effectuated? Because when I was on the council the first time, we had uh, moved myself and um, uh, Elton Legas had moved toward the formation of one.
15: So, I, I I'm sorry. Yeah, I know this. I know one of our task orders from the first meeting was to identify all revenue sources in the parish budget, and that included um, a collection of all TIF districts. I don't recall that one being identified. Tim, Victor, I don't think it. Uh... So if it was created, it hadn't maybe hadn't generated anything. It
16: was created, but it, hadn't, it hasn't met the baseline, I believe. All right. Okay. So, so my my understanding is is that the the district. Uh, went from, uh, the expressway, um, from the West Bank expressway, uh, southward, uh, toward La Palco. And it would, uh, include all of the, uh, businesses, particularly retail, uh, in that area. And so, uh, I just liked you to do the research on that and find out what, what occurred because I know we had, we had approved it and, uh, and so as I look at uh, Manhattan Boulevard uh, being the artery that it is, the one thing that we want to make sure that we can do is uh, capture those funds to use it for uh, beautification, security, as well as support of our retail sector uh, in that area.
17: We'll get back with you. All right. My, my recollection that they have a uh, very high baseline.
16: Okay. Can that be changed?
17: Um, I'd have to look at the law. Okay. See if it, see if it can be under the statutes.
1: Okay. All right. Let's get back with me on that. Mm-hmm. Any other comments? Well, thank you, Councilman Impostata. That was very thorough, and I know you miss your big whiteboard where you are right on. Okay.
15: This <laughs> is the result As of the a whiteboard. Of it. Okay. And none of the none of the forbidden words on the whiteboard were included in the report.
1: So somehow I have a whiteboard somewhere in my office now. So I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you sent it over or I'm getting a hint to use the whiteboard, but thank you very much. And and on top of that, um, before we move on with the regular council meeting, um, I, I, I just want to say, and you heard Councilwoman Van Rankin mention that this is our last council meeting of 2020, uh, uh, and all of us are hoping that 2021 is a much better year uh, and starting off with a much better year. But I, I, I can't uh, move on this meeting until you know we talk about a few of the things that this council and the administration and jefferson parish as a whole with all of our staffs and employees have ab- been able to do in general you know do you realize that we had nine storms this year that we were in the cone of error uh that were threatening at one point jefferson parish and our way of life five of those storms we opened up the eoc which there was a sixth storm that actually came within a week while the eoc was already open so our eoc was open for six storms and 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 never missed a beat uh and kept things going forward uh we dealt with the pandemic uh when it hit uh and all of us had a lot of hopes and dreams of how we were going to move the parish forward this last year being most of uh, four brand new council members to the council uh, uh and uh And I think uh, overall, we still were able to accomplish most of the items that we wanted to move the parish forward at the same time dealing with a pandemic that put us in a predicament, not just us, the whole world. This was not just a Jefferson Parish issue. This was a whole world issue that we're still dealing with, but we're able to arise to the occasion. Uh, Very proud of that. You know, we've had other business groups, and you could talk to Mr. Murphy uh, with the chamber, but we had business groups across the state contacting us, wanting to know uh, or use information that how we were using We were the first large council to hold uh, a Zoom meeting or virtual meeting, uh, but at the same time, we were one of the first large councils to go back to holding regular scheduled meetings to show the public that business can be conducted and we can move forward and make sure... Uh, that we're moving Jefferson Parish forward in the right manner. Uh, And I take a lot of pride in that with my colleagues. Uh, We all stood together. None of this is done alone. Uh, You know, we had a lot of projects that we continued with. I just want to read a couple of them. Um, You know, we we instituted DocuSign, uh, which actually was one of those things where it was priceless after we went to virtual. DocuSign and, and, and actually going requiring electronic RFPs and SOQs because we instituted that. The month later we went to a shutdown and we can continue to conduct business with Jefferson Parish because we instituted that paperless uh, knowledge here and moving us into the 21st century. Uh, We also completed a sale at East Jeff Hospital in the midst of this uh, pandemic. Uh, Hats off uh, to Councilwoman Van Rankin and the council as a whole and the parish and LCMC. That was another big uh, uh, issue that we uh, moved forward. You know, and we opened our doors in the middle of this to, uh, with the opportunity of looking at other businesses coming to Jefferson Parish in the midst of the pandemic and seeing what we can do to keep business going. And one of those businesses is in Councilman Banano's district, Loomis Armored Car Services, relocated from a neighboring parish right here in Jefferson Parish. And and that's just to name one uh, of those incidents. Uh, we compla- completed proudly and cut the ribbon on the revitalization study of our, of our, of our housing stock and uh, a program in Terrytown, and we cut the ribbon last week on one of the first home model homes uh, in Jefferson Parish. And I was told yesterday, um, Madam President, that the home was sold already. So it uh, wasn't even on the market a week and gave full asking price uh, for that home. So that, you know, uh, look, we're moving Jefferson Parish forward in a progressive manner that I think we all would like to do in the midst of a pandemic. And uh, I have this short video that we showed at the the, 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 uh, Chambers State of the Parish. And uh, it's a couple minutes long, but I think it's important to show to the public and uh, all of y'all Uh, where where we've come in this last year in 2020.
10: With each new day that dawns, 435,000 residents will wake up to the promise of thriving Jefferson Parish. 172,000 families who call Jefferson Parish home will enjoy the serenity of this dynamic suburb all 665 square miles with its 3,100 miles of smooth paved roads and well-maintained infrastructure. 208,000 people will go to work each day here in Jefferson. And with a low tax base and an efficient government, businesses continue to grow and prosper despite unprecedented economic disruptions. In fact, Jedco reports that 97% of Jefferson businesses with a strong, educated workforce Expect no layoffs and 7 out of 10 companies are planning to expand. Home sales and new constructions rise in Jefferson up 7% from last year homeowners are taking advantage of an attractive tax base low crime rate and high quality of life and young families can have confidence in the largest public school system in the state improving with 24 of our schools graded at the A or B level. As the national pandemic brought some governments to their knees, Jefferson Parish never bowed, adapting quickly as the first in the state to conduct virtual council meetings. Parish business was uninterrupted as we powered ahead to open businesses safely. Garbage collection did become a challenge in the early days of the pandemic, but parish officials acted quickly and we added a relief contractor to resume collections efficiently. We also completed a $10 million upgrade to our landfill that ended unacceptable emissions and now earns new revenue from better gas collection. In troublesome 2020, we activated the emergency operations center seven times to prepare for threatening storms. Always on alert, always prepared. We weathered every event and recovered faster than any neighboring parish. We continue to invest in quality of life improvements throughout the parish. At Lafreniere Park, the Louisiana Fire Soccer Association will build two premier world-class soccer fields. At Parc des Familles, $25 million will be invested in developing a multifaceted complex with a splash park, dog park, disc golf course, and 2,000-foot-long boardwalk winding through a cypress canopied swamp. In Kenner, to ease traffic congestion resulting from the new airport terminal, we're extending West Napoleon to the airport. At the lake, $5 million is being invested into re-engineering the Kenner boat launch with better ramps and docks, pavilion repairs, and restroom modernizations. A rock jetty will be built perpendicular to the shore to protect the boat channel from wave action. The project will pave the way for the upcoming multi-million dollar multi-use development of Kenner's lake town. In Terrytown, we've developed a neighborhood revitalization study strategic plan to revitalize housing and improve the area's neighborhoods. The same is being done in Old Harvey, where residents and business owners are adding ideas for streetscaping and infrastructure improvements. In Bucktown, marsh restoration and a living shoreline project will create 39 acres of vibrant shoreline spanning one mile. Fish and wildlife... Ear-level storm surge protection will complete the project. Bike and pedestrian paths are being completed at more than a dozen locations to encourage connectivity and stimulate recreation. Tree plantings, streetscaping and landscaping are happening all across the parish as part of an aggressive beautification plan that makes Jefferson an envy of its neighbors. We made doing business with a parish easier than ever. We implemented DocuSign to remotely ratify critical contracts and that's accelerated parish projects. We continue to fortify our parish against nature. Developing 100-year flood protection levees with floodgates. We won over $300 million in state funding to further protect Lafitte, Barretaria and Crown Point and add breakwater barriers to protect Grand Isle. More than 200 houses outside the levee protection were lifted to stay above potential floodwaters. The state of Jefferson Parish can be defined as financially strong, growing vigorously and overcoming the challenges of nature and science. Jefferson Parish. A remarkable success, with even better days ahead.
1: Well, hopefully, y'all enjoy that. I think that shows the progressive Jefferson and all of us working together, moving our parish and a better place for our citizens to live, work, and play. And thank you. In stating that, Madam President, would you like to address the council?
3: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, council members. Um, Item number 20 and item number 21 is our proposed 2021 operating capital budgets presented for your consideration and adoption. Um, I also want to say thank you for, to Councilman Impostato and you, Mr. Chairman, to, for leading the budgetary process on your task force. I think it only, all the questions and all the data that they were giving to you only helped better prepare our teams to roll right into this budget preparation for next year. Um, expenditures on our budget are $693 million, as Councilman Imposato said, we have traditionally been a parish that have um, budgeted very conservatively with our revenues, and expenditures are forecasted to remain at recent levels. The 2021 sales tax budget uh, re- projection reflects a 5.5% reduction from the 2019 actual sales tax collections, which is a departure on how we normally forecast that, which is usually based on two years prior to the, um, to the budget. So that was a change um, uh, because of covid our property tax revenue is projected to remain very consistent with the 2020 amended operating budget. It's $208 million um, operating budget for the property tax revenue projection, and that's an increase of approximately $4.6 million over the 2020 budget due to an increase in property tax values. I, um, dedicated revenues and, and the committee that uh, Councilman Impostato just um, detailed for you, Those revenues accounted for roughly 87% of our operating revenues, and as you could see with the presentation, we believe we have very realistic revenue projections, but we will certainly be keenly monitoring this throughout the year. Property tax represents 42% of dedicated revenues, with the substantial majority of those collections will be receiving those in early 2021. Um, as was stated, we took a bold move in the middle of the year to do uh, a budget cuts, budgetary reductions, because of the significant impacts of COVID-19. We cut more than $18 million with your with your support and your vote, including the redu- reductions to the general fund by 7.4 um, percent, over $7 million, and reduction to expenditures um, at 6.3 million. These include vacancies, attritions and the elimination of the 2020 prorated, prorated allocation to the other post-employment benefit fund. So we're very pleased to be able to present to you and, and part of this budget package, a 5% based annual pay increase for our employees. Um, this year, and I know all of you recognize how hard our employees have worked and, and doing new duties and new challenges that COVID demanded. We want to make sure that their pay and their compensation are able to keep up with the economy able to keep up with rising costs, so that is part of our package is this 5% merit-based annual pay increase. That will come at a cost of four and a half million, one and a half million of that to the general fund. And uh, certainly, again, we want to really thank um, our employees for the challenges they have had this year and how they stood strong and, and stood up for, for us and, and delivered essential services during this time. The proposed 2021 budget includes nearly all departments maintaining a 15% reserve fund balance. When I came to the council over 10 years ago, we were talking about 10%, and over the years, 12%, 13%. We're happy to report that we're now at a 15% reserve fund balance. That is critical for us being able to borrow money, being able to have a strong bond rating, um, certainly when when the that market looks at us as a parish. They look at the general fund, they look at those reserve balances, and that's critical for us to be able to bond out money for um, ongoing and future projects. The 2021 capital budget contains $79 million of capital improvements. Um, 33% of that is for drainage improvements, and we will maintain our focus on having a strong public work system Certainly now we have to, and this is, is, this is the next thing that we will be um, really focusing on, bringing our sewer and water systems up to today's modern standards. Those are systems that were essentially built in the 1960s. They're old. They're aging infrastructure. And our position is we do not want to keep maintaining aging infrastructure. That is uh, sending good money after bad. We want to be able to bring to our citizens a modern, up-to-date sewer and water system. And, and because of Katrina, we have spent so much of our efforts on drainage. It's time to um, focus on these aging systems. So in closing, this budget um, strictly follows conservative fiscal policies, and we we look for your, um, your favorable consideration on that. And I know you all have been very involved in this process all along. Zeta cost this is related to this current budget we have on the agenda today. We have had extra costs, again, because of aging interst- infrastructure as well, um, and debris cleanup, $4.5 million transfer for our existing storm-related debris fund to cover all of the, the storm debris. We are at 96% picked up for storm de- debris, and they're scheduled to be completed December 18th. That is currently over $3 million. And then we had a transfer, $8.5 million, to cover the cost of, Um, Us being able to maintain a sewer system without overflows when the electricity was out with over 80 percent of the parish, So there was an emergency contract that we had to um, to engage to make sure that we did not have another uh, crisis on our hands with that. And of course, we will put in for FEMA reimbursement for for those um, items. I'll switch now to COVID numbers. Our Jefferson Parish COVID numbers as of yesterday at at noontime on the dashboard were 25, 316 cases in Jefferson Parish. Unfortunately, 633 deaths we've suffered in the parish with nearly 350,000 tests. We have an 8.2% positivity rate. And remember, the positivity rate is a week behind. Uh, November 19th through November 25th Um, we have not seen and and hopefully it won't be as bad as what they're predicting and certainly we all um, are anxious about that an uptick post Thanksgiving we have not recognized that um, and hopefully you know we're we're expected that later in the week and hopefully it won't be won't be as bad Um, we will see on that Um, and then I want to assure you all that our team um, our emergency operations, Joe Valiente, Timmy Gotro, at M. sites is leading to make sure that they're on all the calls for the vaccinations. And, and this is a planning process that the, the federal government with the state is engaged in now. We are very uh, much engaged in that process. Um, again, there's no certainty as to how the rollout is. I know they're looking at it. So we will certainly um, update you all um, on, on what that plan is. But that's good news for us that uh, we are this far with the vaccinations. So free COVID testing today uh, at Terrytown Golden Age Center from noon to 7 tomorrow at St. Michael's Church from 9 to 1. And remember, every Monday through Saturday at Elario, um, we close Saturday from 8 to 2, but every other day, 8 to 4, we're closed on Sundays. Want to um, recognize our fire departments that have been participating in many holiday fire safety programs. I do not have my tree up yet, but I know many people have their decorations up. The, up and we just want to remind people that there are um, the beauty of, of the decorations, and, and that's certainly the festive celebrations. I think we all uh, really need that right now. But there are some dangers of that in your home. We just want to remind everyone: more than one third of home decoration. Fires are started by candles more than two out of every five decoration fires happen because Decorations are placed too close to a heat source and more than one of every four home Christmas tree fires is caused by electrical problems So, um, you know a push for decorations that are flame resistant keeping your tree moist and, and putting water in there and not letting it dry out So just a reminder to everyone we have had a tough tough year already and we don't need any um any additional things that will happen and be very devastating to your home and your family um, if we can prevent that. As our chairman said, we had the um, Terrytown model home. Last week that we were able to cut the ribbon on, it's a beautiful home in Terrytown. It is the first pilot for our neighborhood revitalization program. I know many of you in other districts are looking to expand this program um, to, your, um, to your own districts because we have aging housing stock. Jeffparish.net slash housing has the video, has a toolbox, has the understanding of the background and the history of this plan. So I encourage everybody, the design guidelines that Tulane worked on, everybody to look at that. We also released our green infrastructure plan where we continue to uh, manage rainwater and to become a resilient community. And instead of having a public meeting, we released a video. That video is jeffparish.net um, slash GI plan. Want to recognize our planning department. Juliet Kassan has been working on that. This is part of the public rollout. You can look at the video. You can take a survey. We want to hear from people. Uh, we want public participation. And um, so please take a look at that video. And then just... As we end this year, um, I want to recognize that Jefferson Parish is such a strong parish. The video showed that. We have received many awards through this parish. The American Heart Association Workplace Achievement Award. Jenna keating Scheck schneider is our on-site wellness coordinator. Our Department of Environmental Affairs has received the 2020 Circle of Excellence Award from the Keep Louisiana Beautiful. um, ACEC of Louisiana for the, the championship award. For a robust process, and you all are engaged in this process of choosing engineering services, the BGR award recognized our Department of Juvenile Services, the WEFTEC Stormwater Award for silver level and gold level for our environmental de- um, Environmental Affairs Department, and our 2020 Forbes Award um, for Jefferson Parish government being one of the best employers in the state. So um, that's thanks to all of you and the support um, that you give us as departments, and certainly so many of these you handle at the council level, that's been recognized as well. So we are a very strong parish that has been recognized for by some very prestigious agencies. I want to thank you all for your support this year. I know it's been a very, very tough year, um, but I have always felt supported. I know our our department um, heads have always felt supported by you, and I want to personally um, thank you all for that. And she won't want me to mention this, but Peggy Barton is our parish attorney. You knew it was coming, Peggy. Um, It's her birthday today. Uh, I know um, we all love our council meetings, but it probably wasn't on the top of her list to be here on her birthday. I know my birthday. I I was just going to look at our our legislative calendar to see if the next council meeting in February fell on my my birthday. (laughs) But we want to wish Peggy a happy birthday. And this is just the dedication that she's here next to me on her birthday and and doing her work. And um, just an example of how dedicated our employees are. So happy birthday, Peggy.
1: Well, happy happy 35th. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, thanks. I'll take it. I'll call you later on or something we're taking care of. <laughs> right, thank you. Thank you very much, Madam President. All right. Uh, any questions for the parish president? All right. While mov- on moving on, we're on to the section of our council meeting where people wishing to appear to speak before resolutions on the agenda addendum or the regular uh, addendum of, of me- agenda. Uh, Anyone would like to speak, you will have three minutes to speak, uh, and hopefully you signed in the card to do so. Please state your name for the record.
7: Al Morello, 4260 East Loyola Drive, 5th District County, 4th District Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 48 years. Um, on the agenda, change orders, 68 to 73. On the Adam agenda, uh, item number 23, change orders first. Sixty-eight we got an increase of thirty four thousand two hundred dollars with forty seven and a half working days added Sixty-nine we got two hundred and eight thousand increase with twenty-one working days added Item number seventy we got an increase of sixty seven thousand no additional days reported on that one Okay on seventy-one We got uh, nineteen thousand Additional uh, added with 40 working days on seventy two. We got sixty four thousand Added with uh, two working days and on item number seventy three We got three thousand with fourteen working days. I need an explanation on all those Now we're going to get to 23 on the Adam agenda. I'm opposed to that this resolution with River Birch and I'm going to tell you why. About five years ago, River Birch made a proposal that included shutting down our landfill for 25 years and having all the solid waste taken to River Birch. Uh, it was found out that they misled the council then, and with much debate, including myself in the then council and the late Margaret uh, Baird and Margie Seaman, The contract was rescinded, and the $160 million contract, they misled the council. Now, uh, an article in the Advocate on the first of the year, this year, they were supposed to appear in court last month for a civil racketeering and bribery trial. I guess, excuse me, I guess the, the China virus took care of that. So I'm opposed to this parish doing any business with River Birch at all. And I understand geographically they're right next to our landfill. But they got that cloud hanging over there, man, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm opposed to it, and I'm going to continue to be opposed to it. We do not need to be doing business with people like this. Anybody got any comments, any questions?
15: Council Chairman, if I may. Uh, Yes, sir. On 68, the change order, I mean, it's pretty basic. As they were building the concession stand and doing the renovations at Girard Playground, uh, there was unforeseen damage uh, to the water line that was discovered as they were doing the work. So these were additional repairs that were essential and basically not even really discretionary. The 47 days was to fix that very problem, and that's what the additional cost was. So it's not an increase really on the project. It's more a matter of kind of like the equivalent of, you know, when, they repla- when you're replacing sheetrock in a house, if you find out that the studs are rotten when you open the sheetrock, you've got to fix it while you're there. Some unforeseen
7: circumstances, I understand, Councilman. Yeah,
15: so that's what, that's what that was. That was 68. Thank you.
7: Okay, anybody going to explain the rest of them?
2: Uh, Public Works will handle 69, 70, and 72. 69 is uh, Airline Park Boulevard improvements, where we're building a pump station uh, right along the West Napoleon Canal. Uh, This is a drainage improvement that was requested after the project was bid Uh, Originally the 260 inch outfall pipes had inline valves in them uh, Which had been used uh, in the past by the drainage department they have since determined that those are Much tougher to maintain and inspect because you actually have to be in the canal almost to inspect them They wanted to go with an exterior uh, valves Uh, which, you know, we we got a price from the contract. The problem with the exterior valves is they weigh a lot more than the interior valves, which necessitated us building a concrete support headwall for those valves. In addition, now that we had this structure, uh, it would be difficult to cut the grass, so we extended the riprap uh, to cover this area as well. We already had riprap in the contract, so that was Mm. the bulk of the $207,000 change order. This is a federal aid project. Uh, The DOTD concurred with the change, so 80% of the cost of this change order is funded with federal funds. Uh, Item number 70 is the Marrero Wastewater Treatment Plant Administration Building, approximately a $3 million building, uh, which uh, was constructed. Adjacent to that building is basically a metal shed Uh, After the building was just about completed construction, uh, it was determined, look, this metal building is in bad shape. Uh, There's no reason to try to keep maintaining it or put money or funds into uh, trying to upgrade it. Uh, It had some electrical equipment for the fuel, uh, fuel pumps. Uh, so what was determined is we got a price from the contractor on there to take that building down completely and just store that uh, place that equipment inside the new administration building so it would be protected. And that accounted for the $66,000 change order. Uh, going on to item number 72, which was the Westwood Drive improvements from the uh, La Palco to the West Bank Expressway. Uh, We added approximately $64,000 basically for unforeseen utility issues. Uh, We had a section of water line that we were going to put in, but due to the unforeseen depth of the existing utilities in the area, we were forced either to go about 10 feet down or to go above with limited cover. So we chose above with limited cover because it will be easier to maintain in the future, but that necessitated moving to duct alarm pipe in lieu of PVC pipe, as the duct alarm pipe can take that additional pressure with the minimal cover. Uh, And that was about $18,000. Then we had a $14,000 conflict box. We had a gravity sewer line. We were placing a much larger drainage pipe for the length of the project to improve drainage. This gravity sewer line could not go above or around and maintain gravity flow, so we added a conflict box, which was about14,000 dollars. The remainder of the change order was due to just balancing quantities throughout the project. Okay, thank you.
3: And then we didn't get to.
18: Uh, Council members, Mr. Morella, I'd like to uh, answer number 71 was uh, at Avondale Playground. We were renovating the playground. Um, The flooring, we did a test, and it had asbestos tile in it. So we, to keep the gym open as long as we could, we took that material out. uh, Well, we did a separate contract to take that out. When it was taken out, the floor patch came up. So this change order is mainly for additional floor patch to the contractor to put the new floor down. Number uh, 73, uh, basically we were putting a new floor in the PAR gym, and um, the Booster Club reached out and wanted to dedicate the floor, naming the floor to one of their longtime Booster Club members and coaches. Uh, The council passed a, a resolution doing that, and so the change order is basically for the laser cutting of the name to go in the floor. And that's basically it. Okay,
1: thank you. Thank you. And then the can Please state your name for the record.
12: Uh, Maxwell Williams, I'm the Artistic Director of Le Petite Theater in New Orleans. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, I wanna thank uh, Councilwoman Van VanVrancken for um, uh, inviting me to come down here today, and also Jeff. Uh, her chief of staff, for the help over the past few weeks. Happy anniversary, Jeff. I didn't realize I would have brought you a cupcake. <laughs> Nobody got me a pin when I did my five years at Lipetite, but that's all right. Um, I'm here today to ask for your support regarding items 88 and 136 on today's agenda. These are resolutions that would allow Lipetite Theater to perform an original holiday musical review called Enola Noel at Bucktown Harbor. Uh, months ago when it became abundantly clear that Indoor performances with a packed theater would neither be advisable nor permissible any time in the fall or winter. Uh, Le Petit began construction of a touring stage that would enable us to do outdoor performances uh, in a safe and socially distant way, and also uh, in the long term to expand our geographical reach and enable us to reach communities outside um, just our, our historic theater there in the French Quarter. Um, uh, Long story short, it's it's about a 65-minute play. It's about a little boy who moves back home to New Orleans with his family because his father's lost his job. His sister confides in him that um, uh, she's secretly asked Santa for a puppy or a kitty for Christmas, which the family doesn't think is a good idea. So he goes off in search of some stray cats, which we have a lot of in Orleans Parish, uh, to get one for his sister and comes across, um, finds himself lost and is helped home uh, by a kindly stranger who is jolly and bears a certain uncanny resemblance to uh, a North Pole resident. Um, the music in the show uh, is our, our area's very rich and wonderful tradition of Christmas and holiday music with songs by Alan Tucson, by Louis Prima, Louis Armstrong, and many others. We think it's going to be a great time for the whole family. Please, you come and bring your families and everybody here. Um, and um, thank you for considering allowing Le Petit to bring some holiday spirit to uh, the families of Jefferson Parish. Thank you for your time.
1: Th- thank you very much. Uh, anyone else willing? to speak on an item on the addendum agenda or the agenda as a resolution?
11: Councilman, I just wanted to add, if I can, um, that uh, just complimenting um, Le Petit for um, my understanding is you're bringing this all across the region to multiple parishes. um, So we appreciate them thinking of Jefferson um, this will be outdoors people will be socially distanced You'll have a limited crowd to whatever the crowd capacity is at the time, right? That's
12: right. We're, we're limiting to a uh, hundred people it now. It's going to be out at Bucktown Harbor So it might be a little chilly, but y'all could bundle up and we'll have hot cocoa and stuff like that It should be a lot of fun we actually open the show this Friday in Abita Springs And that before coming to uh, to Bucktown and then we'll be in Orleans Parish uh, the week of Christmas Thank you again. Thanks,
11: Thanks for pivoting and uh, bringing us some holiday cheer. And I did just want to mention I know I, there are a few people in the audience who may be here um, related to the Carnival Ordinance, and that's coming up um, item 22, and we'll separately speak on that item.
1: Okay, we'll go ahead and move on with the council meeting. Um, we're going to take uh, an item out of order, um, item number 49. Uh, is there any objection on motion by Councilman Bonanno uh, and second by Temple to take item number 49 out of order? 149. I mean, 149. I'm sorry, 149 out of order. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, could you please 149 read?
4: A resolution dedicating the LaSalle Park walking trail in Metairie, Louisiana, to the memory of Lynn Robertson Parker in honor of her outstanding dedication and contributions to Jefferson Parish.
1: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, you would like to speak or you? Uh, um, you motion? Okay. A- any objection or the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Bonanno? Second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, And before we go on, I just wanted to acknowledge, I'm not sure if he's still here. Uh, We had had former uh, Mayor Bill and former State Representative Bill in the audience. I just wanted to recognize him and tell him thank you for being here. He might have left already, but just want to acknowledge he was here. I I was able to serve with him in the House of Representatives, so it was an honor. Okay. Um, Items to be deferred. Any objection to deferral item number one, summary item number two five five two six. On motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Professional services, Madam Clerk, item number two.
4: A resolution selecting a person andor or firm to serve as auditor of Jefferson Parish.
1: Councilman Walker. Postal weight in Netterville. All right, uh, we have a motion uh, for Postal weight in Netterville. Any objection to the selection of Postal weight? in Netterville. A motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number three.
4: A resolution selecting a person and or firm to perform operational audits for Jefferson Parish for the two-year period, January 1, 2021 through December 31, 2022.
1: Councilman Walker. Kushner LeGray's. we have a motion for Kushner-Legray's. Any objection on selection of Kushner-Legray's LOC on motion by Councilman Walker? Second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number four.
4: A resolution selecting from persons or firms interested and qualified to provide routine engineering services for street projects for a fee of $300,000 or less per assignment, excluding any fee for resident inspection services who are not one of the 45 persons or firms approved by resolution number 135192, dated February 12, 2020.
1: Councilman Walker. All qualified firms. Councilman Walker has selected all qualified firms. Any objections to selection of all qualified firms? On motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number five.
4: A resolution selecting from persons or firms interested and qualified to provide routine engineering services for water projects for a fee of $300,000 or less per assignment, excluding any fee for resident inspection services, who are not one of the 42 persons or firms approved by Resolution Number 135193, dated February 12, 2020.
1: Councilman Walker. All qualified firms. Any objection to the selection of all qualified firms on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number six.
4: A resolution selecting individuals and or firms to provide translation and interpretation services as may be required in court cases to include but not be limited to the critical languages of Spanish and Vietnamese.
1: Councilman Walker. All qualified firms. Any objections to the selection of all qualified firms on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number seven.
4: A resolution selecting firms and or individuals interested in representing Jefferson Parish before federal agencies, state agencies, and or federal and state agencies combined and to act as legislative and administrative consultant for the Parish of Jefferson in Washington, D.C., and or Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and in such other places such as federal and or state regional offices, as appropriate for a two-year term.
1: Congressman Walker.
9: Federal Adams and Reese State Government Consulting Group.
1: Any objections to selection of Adams and Reese as our federal consultant? and Government Consulting Group, LLC, as our state consultant. On motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number eight.
4: A resolution selecting a firm to provide security guard services for a period of two years for various locations throughout the parish of Jefferson for the Department of Security under RFP number 0416.
1: Councilman Walker. Inner parish Security Corporation. Any objection to the selection of Inner parish Security Corporation on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Madam Clerk, uh, executive session is basically going to be canceled. So uh, is there any objection to the deferral of items number 9 and 10 to January 13, 2021? That's the first meeting we say in something 2021, guys. Uh, on motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, public appearance portion of our agenda, uh, ordinances for final adoption, uh, basically subdivision ordinances. Madam Clerk, uh, item number 11.
4: Summary number 25550, approving the preliminary and final plat. Of subdivision of an undesignated portion of District of Barataria, Little Village, Subdivision WS 7620, Council District 1.
1: We're now opening public hearing on summary item number 25550. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Councilman Edwards. Any objection or approval of summary item number 25550, on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, uh, item number 12, with amendments.
4: Summary number 25551, Resub Lots 15 and 16 Square B, Orleans Parkway Subdivision, ES 11320, Council District 2 and I'm going to defer to Ms. Kassan for the amendment. Okay. Thank you. The amendment is to add a new Section 2 to the ordinance, which reads that the regulations of Section 40-665, subparagraph D, requiring a reverse corner lot site triangle, shall not be imposed on the adjacent lot, lot 29B, Square B, located at the intersection of Cross Street and Jefferson Heights Avenue and renumbering the remaining sections.
1: All right. Any objection to the adoption, the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. Councilman Bonanno on your motion regarding the amendment.
0: Move to approval.
1: Any objection to the adoption of summary item number 25551 as amended on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by template? Hearing none so ordered. We're now opening a public hearing on summary item number 25551 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward.
5: Thank you, Councilman Chair Template. Timothy S. Madden on behalf of the Applicant Investment Holdings. I'd like to take just a moment to thank the entire Council for considering these matters. In particular, I'd like to thank Councilman Banano's office for his diligence in working with the developer. I'd also like to thank the planning department, the legal department for this amendment that just was made, and the other departments in the parish that assisted in getting this done. Also, the planning advisory board, who had initially deferred but then expressed its support to this council to adopt it. As Councilman... Impostato explained during his budget. The redevelopment and development of vacant or dilapidated properties is critical for the vitality of this parish. Investment Holdings is a committed citizen of the parish and, in fact, has had multiple commercial building permits during a difficult year of 2020, including in Councilwoman Van Rankin's district, and Jeff Simno in her office was instrumental in, as you saw, that project just kicked off this past week. Likewise, several commercial projects in Councilman Banano's districts have kicked off during a difficult 2020. In addition, there's been multiple n- new residential permits, and the dedication of the planning department, in particular, Jay Aber and Juliet Cassain. Who have worked in a collaborative effort to make these projects during a trying year? I want to personally express my sincere appreciation to the councilwoman, the councilman, and the planning department and their staff, in particular, like I say, Jay Aber and Juliet, because it's been instrumental working in a collaborative effort to get these projects done. I think it's important, as Councilman Impastato brought up during his thing, it creates jobs. It increases sales tax, for these projects, and it's gonna increase the property tax in this district. So I personally wanted to just thank everyone and use this time to so thank each of you all for the consideration. Thank you, Man- council chair
1: template. Anyone else would like to speak in favor, please come forward. Anybody would like to speak in opposition, please come forward. Madam clerk, please note no one has come in opposition. Councilman Bonanno.
0: <clears throat> this is, again, one of those developments where the developer and the citizens came together to find a compromise. This property is currently zoned R3, which means the developer could, if he wanted to, solicit permits from the parish to build fourplexes, which is not what we're going to see. And so both parties came together and reached a compromise where we have smaller single-family homes that now will abut R1A residential, which is a good transition from a commercial area on one side of St. George Avenue to the Jefferson Heights neighborhood. So with that, I move for approval.
1: Any objection or approval of summary item number 25551 as amended on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, that brings us to item number 13, and we can waive the reading on this.
4: Summary number 25553, resub lots 1B and 18A square C-C Gitzinger subdivision WS-12120, Council District
1: 2. We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25553. Uh, Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Kirk, please note that no one has appeared. Councilman Bonanno.
0: Move for approval.
1: Any objection to approval of uh, summary item number 25553, On motion by Mr. Bonanno, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item number 14, we can waive the reading as well on this one.
4: Summary number 2554, resub lot 01, Modern Forms, Unit 1, WS 11920, Council District 3.
1: We're now open to public hearing on item, summary item number, I'm sorry? You said something? Okay, I'm sorry. Summary item number 2554. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Councilman Lee? Move. Move. Any objection to approval of summary item number 25554 five, on motion by Councilman Lee and second by Councilman Templeton? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, number 15.
4: Summary number 25568, resub of an undesignated lot, square one, William David Parkway subdivision, es 13420,
1: Council District 5. We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25568. Anyone wishing to speak in favor, please come forward. Anyone wishing to speak uh, in opposition, please come forward. Please state your name for the record, ma'am.
6: Lynette Edmiston, 105 Cena Drive, and I have contacted. Uh, Ms. Van Bracken and also Mr. Walker, and I very much appreciated your response. This was uh, voted down by the Planning Commission. We live directly behind this spot. What they would like to do is create two houses in a lot that only has one house right now. Each house would be more than 500 square feet below the normal lot size around here. So we are really asking that you don't allow this to happen. There's so much construction going on, good construction, but this is just really poor. And I don't want to have two houses right behind me, you know. So, anyway, that's all I can say. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Anyone else wishing to speak in opposition? Councilwoman Rankin? You did. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
11: Uh, I did want to thank um, Ms. Edmondson for coming out, and we got a number of letters into our office expressing a similar concern. Um, I looked at the the report that was done on this property, and the planning um, department was recommending denial. The planning advisory board was recommending denial because this one lot being subdivided into two lots would create two lots that do not have the required area requirement. Um, And when you look at all the, the houses on that side of the street and the other, if you look the 33 nearest properties, um, those comply with the area requirements. And so this would be an aberration from that. And so um, for those reasons and the fact that there's no hardship involved in this, uh, I'm going to move for denial of this subdivision.
1: Any objection uh, for denial of summary item number 25568 on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templett. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, reclassification and zoning and um, let's see item number 16 and i have a notation we can waive the reading
4: summary number two five 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 six amending the official zoning map for an undesignated lot square a hope haven subdivision located in the 1600 block of Barrataria boulevard more particularly amending the zoning classification from r1a cpz to c1 cpz WZ 320, Council District 2.
1: We're now opening the public meeting on summary item number 25556. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Councilman Bonanno.
0: Move for approval.
1: Any objection to the approval of summary item number 25556? On motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Madam Clerk, number 17, as well as we can waive the reading.
4: Summary number 25558, amending the official zoning map for lots 15 and 16, Square B, Orleans Parkway Subdivision, more particularly amending the zoning classification from RR3 to R2, EZ1320, Council District 2.
1: We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25558. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Bonanno.
0: Move for approval.
1: Any objection of approval of summary item number 25558 on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Reclassification of zoning ordinances and variances. Item number 18, and I also have a note that we could waive the reading.
4: Summary number 25559, approving a requested variance to the area regulations of the MUCD for a gas station convenience store located at 5997 La Boulevard on lot D101B1, Ames Farm Subdivision, SP2320, Council District 3.
1: We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25559. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Uh, Councilman Byron Lee. Move, Mr.
16: Chairman.
1: Any objection of approval or summary item number 25559 on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, number 19, as well as the reading could be waived.
4: Summary number 25569, approving SP-2720, a requested variance to the area regulations for retail use, Kroger Pharmacy, located at 2731 Manhattan Boulevard on lot F-1B, Section C, Oakdale Subdivision, Council District 1.
1: We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25569. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Uh, Councilman Edwards? Any objections for approval of summary item number 25569 on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Other ordinance, Madam? Uh, Item number 20. Summary number
4: 25547 adopting and or ratifying an operating budget for the year 2021 for all departments, agencies, and districts of Jefferson Parish in accordance with Section 4.02C and D of the Jefferson Parish Charter, amending the Code of Ordinances relative to adjustments to revenues, service charges, and expenditures.
1: We're now open in the public hearing on summary item number 25547. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Councilman Walker.
9: Move to approve.
1: Any objection or approval or summary item number 25547 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 21.
4: Summary number 25548 adopting the 2021 capital budget for all agencies, departments, and special districts for the Parish of Jefferson for the upcoming year.
1: We're now opening the public hearing on summary item number 25548. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Any objection of approval of summary item number 25548? motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Item number 22, Madam Clerk.
4: Summary number 25562, amending Chapter 6, Article 5 of the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances relative to Carnival, Mardi Gras, and other (laughs) parades.
1: Okay, and I think they have amendments. Are we looking at that, or we are...
11: you can. Um, we can either have the public hearing um, and introduce the amendment after that. Either way, Ms. Eula, if there's a preferred way to to do that.
4: I um, can read the amendments now. Okay. Um, the amendments are in um, Division 8, Metairie Mardi Gras 2021, Section 6 114, um, A2. Family Graw events and activities shall be rescheduled to occur on Monday Gras and Mardi Gras Day, Monday, February 15th, and Tuesday, February 16th. And the um, amendment reads, however, the council may be may by resolution approve alternative dates, May 28th through 30th, and any other pr- provisions with respect to said family Graw events and activities. And then in Section C, other parades, 3, unless otherwise provided by Council Resolution, the St. Patrick's Parade shall be rescheduled to occur at 10 a.m. on Sunday, July fourth, twenty 2021. However, the Council may, by resolution, approve an alternative parade date, September 5th, and any other provisions with respect to said parade. And then um, Section D, Cancellation Requirements. One, unless otherwise provided by council resolution, the parish council shall not cancel or reschedule any parade or family grow event due to to COVID-19 related regulations, provided Jefferson Parish does not exceed 10% positivity for the two consecutive weeks immediately prior to said parade or event. And that's all of the amendments I have. Mm -hmm. I did have, I received, do you want me to read this? Sure. Okay. Um, December 8, 2020, addressed to Councilwoman District 5, Jennifer Van Rankin, proposed Mardi Gras schedule parade changes for 2021. Dear Councilwoman Van Rankin, the Mary Business Development District is in favor and <coughs> provides its, its support in any way with the proposed schedule changes for Mardi Gras parades in 2021 to the weekends prior to, including the following Memorial weekend. The financial impact of canceling all parades in 2021 will be another detrimental blow to the businesses in and around that city and the Metairie Business Development District. In addition, the Jefferson Parish Mardi Gras crews will will suffer major financial hardships. Any effort to drive potential economic impact to the businesses struggling to recover from the pandemic would be greatly appreciated. For these reasons, the Metairie Business Development District supports the proposed parade schedule changes for Mardi Gras 2021. Sincerely, Francisco Christian, Jr., Executive Director.
1: Okay. I'm uh, um, Actually, I, we need to open a public hearing on this part, uh, but I, I had a notation that this was going to be deferred, so I'm not sure.
11: I know we've had some discussion about that. I mean, um,
1: I don't know at this point. Should Ms. Yula, should we open a public hearing if it's being deferred? Have the two I motions to if defer? If we
11: have any discussion, we
1: need to open the public. Hearing. That's what I'm saying. I think
11: it's important that people are here and have um, been in attendance at the council meeting. I'd certainly like, uh, if if we can, the opportunity for them to, um, since they're here already, to okay. give us their thoughts. Um, and then we can talk about um, I know one of the unknowns and we've, we've had some of those conversations this morning was just the we are still waiting on the federal government to approve the vaccine and the distribution and rolling that out. So, again, that's one of those unknowns um, that I do appreciate. We've had some conversations about this morning. But but I think the, the crews um, would be happy to hear from whoever is here um, to to give us your thoughts on this
1: may officially open it, the hearing. Uh, we're, we're now officially opening the hearing on summary item number 25562, uh, amendments. So d- d- do we want to open it for discussion? or do we? Because we're going to have to vote on the amendments if we hear them.
4: I'm um, different.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm trying to say. The discussion be on here. the item in general? Yeah, it
11: should be. Okay. I'm
2: sorry. It should be on the item in So
1: we have to take up the amendments first before we talk about the item as a whole. Yes. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, uh, so we're going to have to vote on the amendments. That's what I'm trying to get clear to, to everyone. So we're deferring the amendments or we're moving forward with them.
11: Is there a way to um, allow for the public hearing for general input? Because, again, I don't know if the, the folks here are specifically here to speak on amendments. we allow
1: for a hearing for the, it, as yeah. far as the input, and we just don't vote on anything. Correct.
11: That would be
1: great. So, we could probably suspend the rules and and let the public input at this time on this and not do a a, a true hearing, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Any objection to suspending the rules on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin to allow the public to uh, have their opinion now, uh, second by template? Hearing none, so ordered. So uh, if anyone would like to step to the podium uh, in favor, I would guess, uh, of such ordinance and amendments, please come forward now and please state your name for the record.
13: My name is Dan Savello. I'm the president and captain of the Metro Road St. Patrick's Day Parade. First of all, I'd like to, Thank all of you and comment you on this past year. What has been thrown at you uh, than any council I ever remember working with, as well as the administration, and you've done an excellent job. By the uh, by, the councilman Epistata's presentation, I was impressed. But and also thank you all for supporting us throughout the years. Council and the administration. Um, we were concerned when this ordinance first came out that we were we were excluded with it without a date from it without a date, and that was our big concern. We have been talking about uh, a date amongst the committee as Fourth of July. Uh, it's this country's 245th birthday. It's our 50th anniversary. Um, Uncle Sam said he didn't have a problem with us sharing, uh, birthdays. So we, we thought that would, uh, get us some weight. Um, you know, you've been, as far as the COVID pandemic thing, you've been dealing with an unknown enemy. And I really, really believe very soon, that we're going to start scoring some points. Um, you know, I think Memorial Day, you have a good shot at uh, at, at doing parades. Of course, 4th of July is six months away. So um, if anyone has any questions, i will be happy to answer them. As far as the deferral, I kind of agree with... Councilman Impostata about 2020. This has been a horrible year. And uh, so we're for, you know, whichever way you, you vote, you choose to, to vote. But um, we just want to be included.
1: Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Thanks, Mr. Dan.
19: Good evening, good afternoon, my name is Melvin Grotsky. I am uh, owner of a retail business, Tuxedos to Go in Metairie. And I also am on the Metairie Business Development Board and on the Mardi Gras Congress. And the word deferral is a scary word in retail. Every day we put off our business is another day we may not have a business. We need to decide on the potential of Mardi Gras parades maybe in May, if health reasons allow it. The float builders, the costume builders, the beauticians, everybody involved in Mardi Gras can be out of business. If they go out now, there may not be a future for the following year. The crews need to get their members in, they need their dues to pay for the bills, and every time we take another step backwards to go forward, it's killing us. Uh, Right now, in my business, I've already lost Prom season this year, I've already lost now Mardi Gras. The wedding restrictions on halls and venues that you have are killing us in the wedding business. We need to find a way, this includes people that sell dresses, tuxedos, everything in our business is related to this. The float builders, if we lose their artists that work for them, they're gone. You wanna delay this more, their members are gonna say, well, maybe not, I'll wait till next year. We can't, we need now. We need to survive right now. We need to stay in business now, generate sales tax for you all, and we need to be in business to go forward. We've met with other people. Councilwoman Van Rankin has been outstanding in trying to promote this. We feel that we can pull this off in a safe and very effective way, and being on Memorial Day weekend is a great weekend to have it, if health reasons permit it, because if not, all of our customers and our people are gonna go to Florida for the weekend. First time they can leave town and take their tax money with them. The restaurants and the businesses in Jefferson Parish that would benefit from having this activity would be fantastic for everybody. Benefit you all for taxes and help keep my people employed and help us go forward. But if we delay this more, those crews can't get their organizations together. The float builders will lose their people right away. We have no stimulus package to pay or help us with our rent or our employment. So we need your help to give us a possibility of going forward as soon as possible. So I would ask for you all not to delay this at all, but to get some kind of approval on this so we can start planning to go forward as soon as possible. Now, thank you very much.
1: Anyone else uh, like to speak in favor or against? All right, thank you.
11: I, I want to um, uh, thank uh, those who have come this morning and thank each of you for the discussions we've had. Thank the administration, um, the Department of Citizens Affairs, the sheriff. Um, We have a carnival Congress that is set up and so it's our carnival captains It's also our community cabinet. I know Todd um, Murphy was here earlier today the Metairie Business Development District the Jefferson um, Business Council we have all had meetings over the past number of weeks um, and multiple discussions about moving forward and I'm really appreciative um, that there is such a spirit of our organizations and our businesses here to try to find a path forward. Um, it would be easy to, to throw your hands up and give up, but but I know this is important. It's not just a, a – it's a cultural event for sure, but it's actually our biggest cultural event. And so when Councilman Impostato talks about our um, East Bank tourism being down 44 percent, this is an opportunity in 2021 to have an event still on the calendar uh the memorial day weekend and thereafter for the irish uh, metairie road st patrick's day parade um potentially in july this is an opportunity for us to signal that we are open for business and, and want people to come back um and hopefully stay at our hotels and and shop at our um and eat at our local establishments support our culture um, and, and be back, and it is, it is time sensitive because it has been for all of us um, a very rough year. Um, I have to say I'm very appreciative for all the input because as we talked about rescheduling dates um, When when we think oh well there you know we do Christmas in July Maybe we do Mardi Gras in July, but then costume designers say you know those costumes are satin They're pretty heavy July is a hot month um, Please let's look at May and so the um, you know the input back and forth has been in, invaluable and even this morning I know some of you were mentioning additional ideas to be supportive of carnival so As it stands today, this ordinance would allow our parades to move from February to May to the Memorial Day weekend. Um, And May is the target because if the vaccine starts rolling out um, this month, then that gives us really a full six months before that Memorial Day weekend. And the health experts are saying we should be um, at a point in April or May where we will all have had the opportunity for a vaccine and to be nearing herd immunity um, as we've gotten that term. Um, All of the crews have the option of rolling or choosing not to if for some reason it's not uh, for them this year. Um, Family Graw, the the amendment that Ms. Eula uh, read in would allow for Family Graw either to take place in the February timeframe because it it can be a ticketed, um, structured event, uh, both small on-site crowd and a hybrid crowd, um but also it gives us an alternative a plan b if we want to move family Grotta later in the year to that may time frame around the parades it gives us that flexibility as well Um, just in the way of summarizing some of what we've built in because all of us have had to learn in 2020 we need to figure out paths forward uh, but we need to be safe and so incorporated into this ordinance our carnival crews know that they will need to wear masks. It's not the feathery masks that hide your, you know, face normally during carnival. It is a COVID mask that covers your nose and mouth. Um, anyone handling beads or anything that would be tossed uh, from a float or handed out, you're going to need to have gloves, so latex or, or cotton or, or, you know, gloves to be handling anything that would be handed out. Um, bell covers. Uh, I, I have this bell cover, and, and Dominic, I, I picked one in particular for you, and uh, Councilman Dino Bonanno, uh, our Rummel folks. This is called. Um, a
15: cheap way to get my vote. <laughs>
11: <laughs> <laughs> We've got some Rummel folks, obviously, who will be passionate about seeing this on the streets uh, when we do uh, have carnival. But this is a bell cover. This is literally a mask for an instrument. Um, and as we talked to our band directors, they said they put this over their brass instruments, their woodwind instruments, except the flute. I learned. Um, but this is another way of building in a safety precaution. And and all of our band directors said, you know, they understand. They will make the investment in having these uh, masks that add another layer of security to our musical elements in the parade. Um, route changes, veterans is huge, and so we really can socially distance on veterans. Um, but, uh, again, cutting out portions like Severn, where there can be a crowd and a little bit of a bottleneck, it allows us some of the route changes. And then the last thing, and Justin, I think, is uh, is in the chamber. I just wanted to show you some of what we we have been working on, too, we know that to get to may and to get to anything rescheduled we all need to do our part and it is going to mean everybody masking up so that we can mask on and so we've started to come up with um you know a campaign that we can all enjoy and get in on do our part so that we get to the point where we can mask up and mask on Uh, i'm going to show you some of the some of the little fun stuff we've been having put your mask on um not that mask yeah, that mask, you know, the one we're talking about now. Keep six feet apart and catch beads. Where you at? Six feet away. Catch beads, not the Rona. If it ain't your mom and them, stay six feet apart. And we, we did it in po'boy distance, you know, foot-long po'boys there. Um, and they all mask for you, that song that we all remember for Audubon Zoo. Again, we can have a little fun with it, we can be positive, we can plan for the future to mask up and mask on, darling, and um, and have a little fun while we're doing it. We're really trying to be as proactive as we can, as positive as we can, because we know how important culturally um, Carnival is and to all of these organizations that depend upon it, our float builders, our costume designers, our, our ancillary businesses, tuxedos, and other things. Um, it's so important, I think, that we find a path forward. So um, again, I, I, you know, I appreciate everyone's input, and even this morning, Councilman Walker, you mentioned another idea about maybe being supportive in a different way. So, so I appreciate all of the ideas coming to the table and, and being supportive of our effort to try to find a path forward for our uh, carnival season.
1: Councilman
15: Thank you, Council Chairman, uh, and thank you, Councilwoman Van Branken, for your work. In this effort and and I will say candidly I, i'm absolutely supportive of the effort uh, and the ordinance, but I certainly recognize um, there's some merit in the request uh for for a deferral to to you know get a better grasp on some of the details uh, with the the changes and whatnot um, and taking a closer look at it because make make no mistake about it we want to make the the best decision possible so uh, I'm certainly fine with giving it a little more time while I recognize mr. Grodsky and the cruise concerns because I had a lot of reach out to me uh concerned from the cruise and it's not just the cruise it, at mr Gron as mr. Grodsky said the number of businesses that are dependent upon uh upon Mardi Gras. I mean, keep in mind, I've said this before on this day is, uh, my, May 1st, 1975, my dad opened the first po' boy shop on the parade route in Veterans. So um, I, I get it. And I'm very sensitive to that. And that's a major issue for us. So my main issue, and I, I have no trouble saying publicly that uh, I want to see Mardi Gras in 2021 20, happen in Jefferson Parish, and we'll vote for something that does that. The practical reality is uh the thought of having it in February at the 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 i guess in accordance with the Catholic calendar, <laughs> uh, as Mardi Gras is normally set is it, just it, it's it's not likely to be feasible. I mean the governor just regressed our phase back uh two weeks ago or so um, there's every reason in my mind to believe uh that uh, I don't know how we can have confidence that we will be under uh, low enough restrictions that would permit under a governor's proclamation that Mardi Gras could take place. So I think it would be a little bit um, hasty uh, to think And to put the crews and the associated businesses in the position of investing in the resources and uh, doing everything that takes, much less the parish resources that it takes to put on a parade and the the challenge on the administration when we don't even know if there's going to be restrictions permissible by state order that would even allow it and much less uh, related to that or dependent upon the uh status of the health and safety of the parish at that point in time what will the numbers be as we get closer to it and what not and if a decision is made that it is not um the numbers do not support having such an event well then you know obviously if that's in the best interest of the parish well then the decision is going to be made and so i think Putting it to a Memorial Day weekend gives us what would appear to be a very reasonable time frame. Uh, Look, Memorial Weekend last weekend, by then, our numbers were in a much better position. Um, And so, knock on wood, if if we can allow history to repeat itself, uh, over the next six months, then it would seem statistically more likely that we can make it happen in the best possible way then. So uh, while I'm supportive of that effort, I'm also supportive of the request for a deferral to maybe iron out some of these details and make sure, um, you know, that that we're making the most reasonable, most informed decision possible. And I just, last thing I want to say is, you know, just to recognize that, uh, you know, Parish President Lee Shang is most assuredly, you know, monitoring, you know, the parish's COVID numbers on a daily basis. And I have the utmost confidence that uh, at any given moment, if she believes, you know, it's not in the best interest of the health and safety of the parish, um, she's going to advise us of that (laughs) on a moment's notice. and I have the utmost confidence of that. And um, so there is no doubt that uh, we will be informed of, you know, the needs of the parish at any given moment. So. With that said, um, thank you, Council Chairman. Thank you, Councilwoman Van Branken, for your work. Thank
1: you, Councilman Bustata, Councilman Walker. I just want to thank Councilwoman Van Franken
9: for the extensive work she's put into this. And we've had numerous conversations about the right way to do this. And I'm fully supportive of finding the right way to do this. I, too, agree that it's probably prudent for us to defer this until our January 13th meeting to work out any of the details that need to be worked out. I certainly appreciate Mr. Grodzky's uh, perspective and point of view and all the businesses that have suffered through this. It's been a challenging time for everybody. And we want to reach some sort of normalcy as quickly as possible in 2021. I mean, there's a chance the governor takes us out of our hands by the beginning of the year anyway, because we're about to go through what's expected to be a pretty rough period over the Christmas season and into January. But I am making a commitment and we've had these conversations already to in 2021, finding a way to help the organizations, the the float builders, the seamstresses, the businesses that depend on this as their livelihood a way to help. We're looking for a way to help and to do something in 2021 that eases the burden on you a little bit. And that's my commitment from right here, right now, going into the beginning of 2021. So remind me of that if you need to, but I don't think you'll need to. We're going to do what's best as a council
1: uh, as quickly as possible, but as safely as possible. Thank you. Thank you, Councilman Walker. Councilman Edwards.
17: Let me just say, I I think I'm speaking for everyone here when I say that we're, we're all supportive of of the effort. We would all like to see us find a pathway to have Maury Gras in Jefferson Parish this this coming year. There's so many unknowns at this point in time we haven't heard from the administration and the parish president and they're the ones that are going to be most impacted by what we're talking about here and I would like to, to, to uh, for us to be able to work with them and make sure that what we're asking them to do is something that they're comfortable with and that that is doable. Uh, you know we are as Councilman Walker pointed out, we're in a in a, in a, a time of spiraling uh, COVID numbers, and we don't know where they're going. Uh, we're anticipating that we're going to get approval of the vaccination tomorrow. That has not been done yet, and we are probably some time off before that vaccination is going to be approved for children. So all of those things are are, are issues that we need to consider before we move forward with this, and we... We need to work for and to try to find a pathway forward that will will allow uh, the enjoyment uh, of Mardi Gras, but to to positively impact our our crews and our and our businesses that rely on Mardi Gras for part of their income. We certainly are aware of that, and uh, you know the the only the only caveat that that I have here is that that, that my overbiding. Uh, overriding uh, desire is to, to uh, that we all be here next year and enjoy Mardi Gras together. Uh, and I want to again add my thanks to Councilwoman Van Franken. She's done a wonderful job with this, and I feel her passion. And and uh, and promising to to join in the efforts to work forward. And with that, I, I'm going to move, uh, Mr. Chairman, that we defer this to our our january meeting and in the meantime work together to try to solve all of the issues
1: okay. I, I have a motion to defer councilman walker se- seconds that motion i'll second it yes sir seconds that motion uh any any objections to uh to defer on motion by councilman edwards second by councilman walker to the next meeting in January is it 13th?
11: Which will be a West Bank meeting, but again, it's it's fine. I mean, we've heard. That's why I think it was important to hear from our um, our folks who are here this morning. Um, so January 13th, though it's a West Bank meeting,
17: we'll be happy to have them on the West Bank.
11: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> any, objection, uh, any objection? None heard.
11: And and again, I appreciate all of the input, even as early as this morning, you know, we were continuing to get ideas. So I I do appreciate the the time sensitivity, and I think everyone has expressed that that is not lost on us, that the time sensitivity, we appreciate what I hope will be uh, a, a certainty by our next council meeting is the fact that the FDA could, as soon as tomorrow, um, start approving that emergency use of the vaccine. I've been told Louisiana is um, one of those first states that will get the vaccine. So the one significant difference that could come between now and, and our next meeting is that assurance that the vaccine is on the way. So that over the course of time between now and May, um, we know that the vaccine is coming to Louisiana. And and I'll be the first to roll up my sleeve when given that opportunity. So thank you again for everyone's input and your passion to find a path forward.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, Madam Clerk, item number 23. Excuse
4: me, Mr. Chairman. I just wanted to make a clarification that item 22 is being deferred in its original state without the
1: amendments. Because yeah, we can we did, reintroduce we did, the amendments on the 23rd. Yes, sir. Right. Correct. And you'll probably did, have more amendments by else. then. So, Correct. So, Correct. okay. New right. and improved amendments. Yeah.
3: Right. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, if I could just add something. Yes. Um, and I also applaud Councilman Van Rankin's passion. You know, we want to support whatever you all do. We certainly want to support a carnival in 2021. The only thing I would caution against, you know, a date certain is that as the vaccines roll out, our emergency operations all of us are going to be very much involved in delivering the vaccines to our public just as we've been with testing and so I don't know what that date looks like I don't know you know um, we certainly know the phase one is the medical and phase two is um, you know the essential workers but when it gets to that next phase in the general public we, the parish, will be involved in that effort, whether it's a drive-through effort or something like that. We will have all hands on deck doing that because, it, you know, every day we lose is a day that another person's more vulnerable. So I just don't want a conflict between those two things and our resources being split to support a carnival and to support – you know, mass vaccinations in our parish. Um, we have a certain amount of resources. That would be the only thing I would caution is we fully support when it's, when it's right and it's time for crowds to get together. We want to support that effort. We have 11 departments doing that. But we have a big task ahead of us as, as our parish resources go with vaccinations. And um, for us to have a good Mardi Gras, the vaccinations have to come first. And, again, it's all very a tight timeline between that, you know, April, May timeframe. We don't know what the supply is going to be like. We don't know if there's going to be delays in supply. So the last thing I want, I had to cancel St. Patrick's Day last year. Um, That was disappointing to everyone. And people lost money. That is the last thing I want um, to do. So I would just caution on a date certain, a commitment that we will have it as soon as possible. But um, I'm afraid that when people see a date, they start spending money on that date, they start – signing contracts for that date, and we're in a situation, again, where people lose money, and that is the last thing any of us want um, to a already troubled economy with with what they do for us in the community, and it's all right there at that same point. So I would just caution on that, um, because the vaccinations will be our priority around that time frame.
1: And that's one of the reasons why I think a deferral um, makes sense as well, is that way we can lock something down, Mm -hmm. and we have a month, and hopefully we have a better opinion on what's taking place with vaccines and time frame. Okay. So thank you very much, Madam Clerk, item number 23.
4: Summary number 25570, amend the code chapter 5 article 2 division 3 section 5-31 regarding required insurance coverage for applicants for non-emergency transfer vehicle service license.
1: We are now open a public hearing on summary item number 25570. Anyone would like to speak in favor, please come forward. Anyone would like to speak in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Lee?
9: Move.
1: Any objection to approval of summary item number 25570 on motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, 24.
4: Summary number 25571, temporarily waiving permit fees if permit was necessitated by damages from Hurricane Zeta, and otherwise providing with respect thereto.
1: We are now opening public hearing on summary item number 25571. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Any objection to adoption of summary item number 25571, on motion by template, second by Walker. Hearing none so ordered. Item number 25.
4: Summary number two five five seven two. Amend ordinance number one four seven nine six, the pay plan for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to create a new job classification of recreation operations maintenance program manager in the Department of Parks and Recreation.
1: We're now open to public hearing on summary item number two five five seven two. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone opposed, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Any objection to summary item number 25572?
9: (laughs) Okay. Siri jumping in.
1: 25572 on motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered.
9: (laughs) Then I said Siri and mine woke up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't say Siri. All right, Madam Clerk, item number 26.
4: Summary number 25573, amending the 2020 operating budget. And I have multiple um, amendments. Yes. Um, The proposed amendment would allocate $74,993 from the health unit fund to transfer matching funds to support the mass feeding program. The proposed amendment would allocate $74,992 from the Jefferson Parish Human Service Authority Fund to transfer matching funds to support the mass feeding program. The proposed amendment would allocate $6,000 from Division A Economic Development for CEA with the Jefferson Chamber of Commerce at the request of Council at Large Division A. The proposed amendment would allocate $600,000 from Hospital Service District Number One lease proceeds for three agreements: one with Gretna, one with Grand Isle Ambulance District, and one with West Wigo for the cost of three ambulances at the request of Council District at Large Division A. The proposed amendment would allocate $41,500 from Division A general fund to the capital budget for the purchase of a boat to perform work on and monitor conservation, restoration, and hurricane protection projects outside the levee protection system in Jefferson Parish at the request of Council-at-Large Division A. The proposed amendment would allocate $12,000 from Council District 1 Video Poker for an IGA with the City of Gretna to provide funding for repairs to a building owned by the City of Gretna located at 910th Street, Gretna, Louisiana, that is occupied by the Boys and Girls Club of Southeast Louisiana at the request of Council District 1. And that's all of the amendments I have to read.
1: All right. Any objection to the amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered. We're going to open the public hearing on summary item number 25573 as amended. Uh, Does anyone, anyone like to speak in favor? Please come forward. Anyone would like to speak in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker.
9: Move to approve.
1: Any objection to approval of summary item number 25573, as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, item 27.
4: Summary number 25574, amending the 2020 capital budget. And I have amendments as well. Um, The proposed amendment would allocate $99,990 from US miscellaneous grants project 2020 C.006 FEMA cost share for matching funds to support the mass feeding program. The proposed amendment to budget for the mass feeding program project 16145.014 in the amount of $749,925 from FEMA through GOSEP and recognizing the transfers in the amount of $249,975 for the required matching funds for a total of $990,900 for the program. The proposed amendment would recognize a transfer from the general fund in the amount of forty-one thousand five hundred dollars and from two hundred fifty thousand dollars from Gomesa Phase II funds to coastal restoration equipment for the parish for the purchase of a boat to perform work on and monitor conservation, restoration, and hurricane protection projects outside the levee protection system in Jefferson Parish at the request of Council at Large Division A. And that's all of the amendments I have to read.
1: Any objections from these amendments being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, we're now open the public hearing on summary item number 25574 as amended. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Any objection of approval or summary item number two five five. 7 4 as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. A resolutions from the floor, Madam Clerk. If you can call roll.
4: Councilman Impostata. I believe I
15: have
1: one.
4: I didn't
15: have it.
1: I'm sorry, that's a floor
15: amendment to another item.
17: Pardon? Yes, sir. I I'm none. Mm-hmm.
4: Councilwoman Van
11: I have none.
4: Mm-hmm. Councilman Edwards.
17: I believe
4: I have one. Yes, sir. A resolution approving a first amendment to an intergovernmental agreement between Jefferson Parish and the city of Gretna to provide an additional $12,000 for repairs to a building located at 910th Street in Gretna, Louisiana, that is occupied by the Boys and Girls Club of Southeast Louisiana Incorporated, thereby increasing the maximum amount of the agreement to $81,000 two hundred and fifty seven dollars for council
1: district one does anyone object from the resolution being brought from the floor hearing none so ordered i will open a public hearing anyone would like to speak in favor or against such resolution please come forward madam clerk please note no one has appeared uh councilman edwards? Move for approval okay. uh on motion by councilman edwards uh on resolution second by Councilman Template, is there any objection? Hearing none, so ordered.
4: Okay, Councilman Bonanno stepped away. He has one. I'm going to come back to him. Councilman Lee. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. A resolution granting permission to Le Boucherie Bar LLC to conduct a survivorship for cure in. Entrepreneurship and Empowerment Extravaganza on Saturday, December 12, 2020, from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. and Sunday, December 13, 2020, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 1968 Barataria Boulevard, Marara, Louisiana, provided all permits have been obtained.
1: Any objections to the resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, we I now open a public hearing on such a resolution. If anyone's in favor or against, please come forward. I like that. Okay. All right. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Lee? I
9: move.
1: On uh, motion by Councilman Lee, second by Councilman Templet, any objection of such resolution? Hearing none, so ordered.
4: Councilman Templet.
1: I have what? Two. Two.
4: A resolution amending resolution 132248 adopted on September 19, 2019 as amended by resolution number 134817 adopted on December 18, 2019 as amended by resolution number 136181 adopted on August 5, 2020 to adopt and amended. Legislative calendar to declare Thursday, December 31, 2020, as a holiday for the Parish of Jefferson in accordance with Rule 9, Section 11.2 of the Personnel Rules and Section 9.2 of the Executive Pay Plan.
1: And that's a joint resolution uh, by the Council and the Administration of, uh, and I, I think that's referring to New Year's Eve? Yes, sir. New Year's Eve December 31. Uh, holiday. Uh, any objection to this resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered, uh, anyone would like to speak in favor or against a such resolution, please come to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Uh, any objection to resolution uh, supported by Councilman Templeton, second by Councilman Walker. Hearing none, so ordered.
3: Mr. Chairman, thank you for that. I want our employees to work so hard this year, and just to know that the, the administration and the council want to just recognize their hard work with an extra day off this year. Thank you for that. Thank you.
4: A resolution reappointing Ms. Teresa Lawrence as Commissioner J to the Jefferson Parish Economic Development and Port District, representing the Women's Business Enterprise Council South.
1: Any objection to the resolution being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, Anyone would like to speak in favor or against such resolution, please come to the mic. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. I I move in favor. Uh, Any objection to adoption of such resolution or motion by template, second by Walker? Hearing none, so ordered.
4: And Councilman Bonanno does not have any uh, floor resolutions. All right. And Councilman Walker? I have none. And I've completed the roll.:
1: Okay. that brings us to consent agenda number one. Uh, items number 90, I mean, 29 through 97 minus 82, which is to be canceled. Um, okay, any objection to adoption of agenda items 29 through 97 minus number 82, which will be canceled on motion by Walker. Second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to item number 98.
4: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms for routine engineering services, which cost under $300,000 for street projects, which services will be required to provide professional services for the design and construction administration of Veterans Memorial Boulevard multi-use path and improvements. Sonia Canal to Downs Boulevard, Council District
15: 4.
1: Councilman Bastardo. (coughs) Hartman, Eng- Hartman Engineering, please. Any objection to the selection of Hartman Engineers on motion by Impostata, Council? I mean, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Mm-hmm. That brings us to 99.
4: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of approved firms for routine engineering services, which costs under $300,000 for street projects, which services will be required to provide professional services for the design and construction administration of North Causeway and Ridge Lake Drive Corridor Enhancements, Council District 5.
1: Councilwoman Van Rankin I'm going to select GEC. GEC. Okay, any objections to the selection of GEC on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk 100.
4: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established for routine engineering services, which cost under $300,000, for professional engineering services related to Geisenheimer Basin Drainage Alternatives, Council <laughs> District 5. <coughs>
11: I'm going to select Linfield, Hunter, and Junius as the prime and design engineering as the sub. They worked on the original project and will continue to find a a different path forward for
1: us. Any objection to the selection of Linfield, Hunter, and... Junius. Junius. Junius, okay. And...
11: Design engineering.
1: Design engineering on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 101... Mm -hmm.
4: A resolution extending the interim development standards in Section 2, Resolution 134813, which established standards for those properties funding Hector Avenue and Iona Street between Frisco Avenue and Avenue A, as shown on a map titled Hector Avenue C-1 Study, dated 12-4-2019, for a period of six additional months or until effective date of final council action, whichever comes first. Council District 5.
1: Also move, move for approval. Any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Van Branken, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so order. Uh, item number 102.
4: A resolution requesting and authorizing the Planning Department and the Planning Advisory Board to study the text of Chapter 33, Unified Development Code, and Chapter 40, Zoning, more particularly Article 10, Old Metairie Neighborhood Conservation District, and 10.5 Metairie Ridge Tree Preservation District of the Code with the intent of evaluating or amending standards and procedures pertaining to tree preservation, including tree replacement violations, enforcement, and penalties, establishing interim and development standards during the study.
1: Councilwoman Van Rankin?
11: Move for approval.
1: All right. Any objection or adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Template? Hearing no sewer auditor, num- number one or three.
4: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms qualified to perform routine engineering services, which cost under $300,000 for sewer projects, whose services will be required to provide professional services related to construction administration, record drawings, Record drawings and resident inspection services throughout the construction of Privateer and Joan Marie Lift Station and Main Improvements, Council District 1.
1: Councilman Edwards. And Brian Hammond. Brian Hammett. And Any objection to the selection of Brian Hammond and Associates? Is that what it's called? Brian, it's yeah, and Associates on motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, 104.
4: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms established under Resolution Number One Three Five Six Eight Eight, adopted on May 13, 2020, for routine engineering services, which may cost under which cost under three hundred thousand dollars for professional engineering services related to standard operating procedures and ongoing quality assurance activities. Council District Two.
0: Move to select Artobia Engineering.
1: Artobia? Yes. Okay. Any objection to Autovia engineering on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
4: Resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list <coughs> of the approved firms for routine engineering services, which costs under $300,000 for professional engineering services related to preparations of plans and specifications for a small pump station at Colonial Club Ditch, Council District 2.
0: Move to select T. Baker-Smith.
1: T. Baker-Smith, okay. Any objections to selection of T. Baker-Smith on motion by Councilman Venano, second by Councilman Templin. Hearing on so ordered. 106.
4: It's a resolution adopting the legislative calendar for meetings of the Jefferson Parish Council for the year 2021 in accordance with section 2.0606B of the Jefferson Parish Charter. And we do have an amendment and the meetings, the total of meetings, was decreased by one from 20 meetings in 2021 to 19.
1: Is there any objection to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Impostata? So moved. Move. Any objection to the adoption of resolution as amended or motion by Councilman Impostata and second by Councilman Templet? Hearing none, so ordered. 107.
4: A resolution calling the first meeting of the Jefferson Parish Charter Advisory Board and establishing protocols for the meetings of the board.
1: Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Walker? Second by Template. Hearing on so ordered. uh, 108.
4: A resolution electing the chairman of the Jefferson Parish Council in accordance with Section 2.06A of the Jefferson Parish Charter. And the um, uh, electing is to elect Councilman at large Scott Walker for 2021. Can I object? Uh.
1: (laughs) 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 I I get to vote twice on that one? (laughs) Okay. Um, And that's 108? Yes, sir. Okay. 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 Uh, any ob- uh, so I will move on this. Yes. Sir. Move, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Happily. Okay. <laughs> uh, welcome to 2021. I hope it's a better year. Uh, any any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Templet, second by Councilman Walker? Hearing on so ordered.
15: I uh, may, Councilman. Yes. I may take a moment of personal privilege. Um, you know, no one outside of the parish presidents or the administration and the council dais understands what the role of the council chairman is probably to the extent necessary i've been in elected office seven years between the kenner council and this one and i do not think there's been a council chairman that's had the challenges that you've had to face um and walk us through i mean just the concept of having a meeting which is a pretty basic concept uh was was a tumultuous challenge and um you know i felt like you handled it with as much grace and as much commitment and dedication as anyone could have asked for. And, um, you're right. You said it earlier. We are, I'm very proud to say that we are, we were the first council to meet in person. We were the first council to meet virtually, uh, with COVID restrictions. And I think that's a Testament, um, obviously to all of us in the administration, the parish president and our council, but certainly, uh, to your commitment to make it happen. And in addition in all of that, we had what, six special meetings, (laughs) which requires special uh, notices and publications and whatnot. And so, um, anyway, um, I just, you know, think you should be commended for your work for this last year. Thank you very
9: much. Appreciate it. I commend you as well, and there there will be a cookie cake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and, look, I appreciate it. Look, I, and I'll say this, I say this all the time, you know, we did all this together. I mean, that, that's just the way I think we get things done and without our staff and, and actually – looking into Ms. Yula's eyes half of the times when I'm doing something to see <laughs> if I'm I'm making a mistake or not but uh, but I appreciate that uh, kind words and it's been a pleasure uh, being a chair this year under the circumstances and uh, I think we all rose to the occasion so so thank you
9: I'm sure you'll miss Ms. Yula's soul piercing stare <laughs> it just pops up and zones right in
4: You're making me out to be the big right.
1: <laughs> and speaking of difficult, difficult I have the next uh Items uh, as far as uh, in Globo, but I gotta gotta actually go through how many we're cutting out. And uh, uh, this is another uh, Globo that we're looking to pass. Uh, It's gonna uh, have items 109 to 191, with uh, items 110, 128, 132, 133 to be brought taken out, and
4: 148.
1: And 148 to be canceled? Um,
4: let's see. It's to be amended.
1: To be amended. So I have notes in here to cancel.
4: 133.
1: 133. Okay, all right, let me get that correct. There goes a the finesse part. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, and let's go over that again. Any objection to the adoption of addendum j- items 109 through 191? Minus 110, 128, 132, and then 133 to be canceled, and 148 has a, an amendment. Uh, Aaron, if I
0: could, I'd like to request 150 to be read.
1: Well, oh, no, I have that for okay. uh, right. you. Uh, thank you. Uh, and uh, on motion by Walker, uh, second by template, hearing none so ordered, I ha- we have you to, to speak on that, okay? Okay. Uh, All right, that brings us to item 110.
4: A resolution approving amendment, one with WP Snowballs, LLC, to exercise the option to renew for one additional year for the continued operation of the concession stand at Lafreniere Park, RFP 0385, Council District 4, And we have an amendment that adds a provision that would suspend rent payments on a pro rata basis in the event WP Snowballs is forced to close due to government-ordered restrictions in response to COVID and changes the time period for exercising the first option to renew to 30 days prior to the original termination date.
1: Any objections to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Bastardo? So moved. Move any objection to the adoption of resolution as amended on motion by Councilman Impostata, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to 128.
4: Yes, sir. A resolution approving an agreement with Solomon Group Productions LLC to provide management and operation services. For a Jefferson Parish Mass Feeding Program under RFP number 412 for an amount not to exceed $999,900. And the amendment is to add the account number, which is 21610 1290 278 7681
6: 16145.014.
1: All right. Any objections to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Walker? Move to approve. Any objection to the adoption of resolution as amended on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to 132.
4: A resolution approving the attached agreement with the Roman Catholic Church of the Archdiocese of New Orleans as owner and operator of Archbishop Chappelle High School to allow Chappelle, to allow Chappelle High School to use Girard Playground and Miley Girls softball complex for the purpose of practicing and periodically playing games, Council District 4. And the amendment... To that resolution is to allow Chappelle High School to use the parish's East Bank Recreational Facilities for the purpose of practicing and periodically playing games is hereby approved.
1: Any objection to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Impostata? So moved. Any objection to the adoption of resolution as amended on motion by Councilman Impostata, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to 148. I think it has an amendment as well, correct?
4: Yes, sir. A resolution approving an agreement with Marrero Harvey Volunteer Fire Company Number 1 to provide funding for the purchase of um, essential firefighting equipment at a cost not to exceed, and the amendment is to change the amount from $46,736 to $41,736, Council District 2.
1: Any objection to the amendment being brought from the floor? Hearing none, so ordered. Councilman Bonanno? Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of resolution as amended on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. This brings us to item number 92, which is the addendum agenda.
4: Councilman.
1: Uh, oh, I, on uh, item number 50. Yeah, uh, uh, Actually, personal privilege for Councilman Bonanno to comment on item 150.
0: Thank you, Chairman. I want the citizens to understand what this resolution represents. It is the beginning of a process for the parish to review its industrial zoning, more specifically chemical plants and hazardous materials facilities. We haven't updated our industrial and zoning regulations since the 1970s. As you know, over the last few years, we've had quite a few very tense public debates about where, if, if in any place, there's a safe place to put chemical, new chemical plants and hazardous materials facilities in Jefferson Parish. And this is a process that many citizens have pushed for, and I look forward to working, for the administ- working with the administration and my colleagues in the planning department on this process to update our regulations for the betterment of our citizens.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Councilman. Uh, This brings us to the addendum agenda. Madam Clerk, can you read item number one?
4: Yes, sir. A resolution selecting persons or firms interested and qualified to provide professional engineering services for the design and construction contract management of generator transfer switches at four Jefferson Parish Gymnasiums, Council Districts 2 and
1: 3. I have a motion.
0: Motion on behalf of Councilman Lee and myself to select Infinity Engineering. Infinity? Infinity, yes, sir.
1: Okay. Uh, any objection to the selection of uh, Infinity Engineering on motion by Councilman Bonanno, second by Councilman Lee? Hearing none, so ordered. Um, that brings us to uh, items 2 through 7 on the addendum agenda and Globo. Any objection to the adoption of... Addendum agenda items number two through seven on motion by Walker, second by template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, that brings us to item number eight, Madam Clerk.
4: A resolution selecting an engineering firm from the list of the approved firms for routine engineering services, which cost under $300,000 per assignment, excluding any fee for resident inspection services for water projects, which services will be required for an assessment of the existing aging critical Jefferson Parish water system pipeline infrastructure.
1: Councilman Walker. NY Associates. Any objections to the selection of NY Associates? On motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, brings us to uh, addendum agenda items 9 through 23 in Globo. Any objections to the adoptions of addendum agenda items number 9 through 23 <clears throat> on motion by Walker, second by Template? Hearing none, so ordered. That brings us to item number 24 in the addendum agenda.
4: A resolution approving an intergovernmental agreement between Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 1 with the Gretna Police Department for the purchase of a fully equipped ambulance at a cost not to exceed $200,000. Council District 1.
1: Councilman Edwards. Move. Move. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Edwards, second by Councilman Template? Hearing none, so ordered. Item number 25.
4: A resolution approving a cooperative endeavor agreement between Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District number one and Grand Isle Volunteer Emergency Service to obtain essential ambulance equipment at a cost not to exceed $200,000. Council District one.
1: Councilman Edwards? All right. Any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Edwards? Second by Councilman Template. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk?
4: A resolution approving an agreement between Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 1 with the City of West Wigo for the purchase of a fully equipped ambulance at a cost not to exceed $200,000, Council District 2.
1: Councilman Venano, Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Venano, Second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none, so ordered. This brings us now to special uh, districts, Jefferson Parish Special Districts, items 193.
4: A resolution approving the attached engagement agreement for the preparation of Medicare, Medicaid, and TRICARE cost reports between Southeast Reimbursement Group LLC and Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, formally doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital engagement agreement, Council District Five.
1: Councilman Van Ryiken?
11: Move for approval.
1: Any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
4: A resolution approving the attached engagement agreement for the review of Medicare disproportionate share hospital and Medicare low-income patient payments between Southeast Reimbursement Group LLC and Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, formally doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital Engagement Agreement. Council District 5.
1: On Member Rankin. Move for approval. Any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by template? Hearing on so 195.
4: A resolution approving the attached engagement agreement for general reimbursement services between Southeast Reimbursement Group LLC and Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana. Formally doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital Engagement Agreement to provide general reimbursement services for all cost reporting periods through fiscal year 930, 2020, uh, Council District 5.
1: Councilwoman Van Rankin. Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none. So ordered. Item 196.
4: A resolution approving the attached engagement agreement for the review of Medicare transfer payments between Southeast Reimbursement Group, LLC, and Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, formally doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital Engagement Agreement, Council District 5.
1: Councilwoman Van Rankin. Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templin. Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk.
4: A resolution approving the attached engagement letter with Carr Rigs and Ingram LLC to serve as auditor of the East Jefferson General Hospital Retirement and Savings Plans, the plans for the nine months ended September 30, 2020, and for the year ending December 31, 2020, on behalf of Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number Two, Council District Five.
1: Councilwoman Van Rakin. Move for approval. Any objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templet, hearing none so ordered. 198.
4: A resolution approving the name change of the investment advisory agreement made by and between Orleans Capital Management Corporation and Hospital Service District No. 2, doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital to Jefferson Parish, Hospital Service District Number Two, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, and to approve the same name change to the re- related custody agreement with the Bank of New York Mellon Trust Company, N.A. to serve as custodian. Council District Five.
1: Councilwoman Van Rankin. Move for approval. I think we should have just did Ditto for all of you.
4: Uh, <laughs> I don't think we legally can,
11: but I agree. <laughs> Any
1: objection to the adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Templin? Hearing none, so ordered. 199.
4: <laughs> A resolution approving the, intact, the attached engagement letter with Carr, Riggs, and Ingram LLC to serve as auditor of the East Jefferson Ambulatory Surgery Center LLC for the nine months ended September 30, 2020, on behalf of Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number Two, Jefferson Parish Council District Five.
1: Councilwoman Van Rankin. Move for approval. Any objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templett. Hearing none, so ordered. 199.
4: We just did. We're on 200.
1: I'm sorry, 200. I I apologize.
4: Uh, Resolution approving the attached engagement letter with LaPorte APAC to provide tax preparation services to Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, formally doing business as East Jefferson General Hospital for the year ending December 31, 2020, on behalf of Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 2, Council District 5.
1: Councilwoman. Move for approval. Objection to adoption of a resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templett. Hearing none, so ordered. 201.
4: A resolution approving the attached engagement letter with RSM US LLP, a certified public accounting firm, to provide professional services to audit the financial statements of Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District No. 2, Parish of Jefferson, State of Louisiana, formally doing business as East Jefferson General. Hospital for the year ending September 30, 2020, on behalf of Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District Number Two, Council District Five.
1: Councilwoman Van Rankin.
11: Move for approval.
1: Any objection for adoption of the resolution on motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Templett. Hearing none, so ordered. Uh, 1. to me 202.
4: A resolution allowing East Bank Consolidated Jefferson Parish Fire Department to p- piggyback off the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office contract with Lamarck Ford Incorporated to purchase two 2021 Ford Explorer 4-door 4x2 XLT K79 vehicles under JPSO bid proposal number 20 October 2101 at the bid tabulation price of $33,768.66 each for a total amount of $67,537.32. Council Districts Two through five. I'm
0: going to give you a break, Ms. Van Rankin. i
4: for <laughs> approval. Thank you.
1: Any objection for adoption of resolution or motion by Councilwoman Van Rankin and second by Councilman <laughs> Bonanno? Hearing none, so ordered. Okay. Uh, 203.
4: I have a notation where to cancel uh, 203 at the request of the parish attorney's
1: office. So I need to do a we just cancellation,
4: okay. a motion to cancel.
1: Okay. Any objection to a motion to cancel? Hearing none, so ordered. Madam Clerk, 204.
4: I need an official um, motion. Oh,
1: do you? Just to cancel?
4: No, but we do need a motion by council
1: people. Okay. Um,
4: To move on item 204?
1: Councilwoman Van Rankin, second by Councilman Template. uh, Any objection for cancellation of item number 203? 203. Hearing none, so ordered. And um,
4: 204, a resolution approving amendment 1 to. The professional services contract between Hospital Service District 1 and Sigma Consulting Corporation to provide actuarial and consulting services for the Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District 1, to add Jefferson Parish Hospital Service District 2 to the professional services contract, and to provide for related matters at a cost not to exceed $300,000. Council Districts 2 and
1: 5.
4: Dino could take that one.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Approval.
1: Any objection or adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Dino Bonanno, second by Councilwoman Van Rankin. Hearing none, so ordered. 205.
4: A resolution approving the contract between the Parish of Jefferson and Postal Weight and Netterville APAC to serve as auditor for Hospital Service District Number One Retirement Plan for the employees of West Jefferson Medical Center.
1: Councilman Walker, move to approve. An objection to adoption of resolution or motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template, Hearing none, so order 206.
4: A resolution to enter into an annual maintenance agreement with Motorola to provide annual network maintenance system monitoring and local troubleshooting repair for all radio consoles and network infrastructure located at the backup. of 911 Center located at 3300 Metairie Road in Metairie. This renewal will cost an amount not to exceed $70,656.84 annually to be invoiced monthly and an amount not to exceed $5,888.07.
1: Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Any objection or the adoption of resolution on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Template? So ordered. Item 207.
4: Um, summary number 25564, authorizing the incurring of debt to finance the loan to West Jefferson Park and Community Center and Playground District of the Parish of Jefferson State of Louisiana with Louisiana local government, environmental facilities, and community development authority designated as Park Day for Me Project, prescribing the form, fixing the details, and providing for the payment thereof, entering into certain covenants and agreements in connection with the security and payment of said debt, authorizing and approving the execution of a loan agreement with the LCDA.
1: Well, we're now opening a public hearing on summary item number 25564. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note that no one has appeared. Councilman Walker. Move to approve. Any objection to the approval of summary item number 25564? A motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Templet. Hearing none so ordered. Uh, This brings us now to where we're no longer sitting as Jefferson Parish Special Districts. Madam Clerk, item number 208.
4: Summary number 25575, authorizing the Pledge of Funds of the Parish of Jefferson State of Louisiana to the payment of a loan for Louisiana Local Government Environmental Facilities and Community Development Authority to West Jefferson Park and Community Center and Playground District entered into by said district in the event of a shortfall of debt service payments for said district providing for the payment of principal of and interest on such loan by the parish.
1: All right, we're now opening a public hearing on summary item number 25575. Anyone in favor, please come forward. Anyone in opposition, please come forward. Madam Clerk, please note no one has appeared. Councilman Walker.
9: Move to approve.
1: Any approved. objections to adoption of summary number 25575 on motion by Councilman Walker, second by Councilman Temple Hearing none, so ordered. All right. All right, I have no new business, no status reports. Um, All persons uh, wishing to appear before the council, uh, please state your name, uh, and you will have three minutes for your comments.
7: Almorella, 4260 East Oyola Drive, 5th District County, 4th District Gun Incorporated, Jefferson, 48 years. Uh, Campaign contribution from the last meeting. $232,306. Top five benefactors, Councilman Lee, Councilman Bonanno, Paris President Lee Shang, uh, Councilman Templet, and Councilman Edwards. China virus numbers. Total number of tests done as of uh, Uh, 12-7. 3728845 Positive cases, 235,869. Negative cases, 3,492,476. Recoveries, 202,891. I want to direct this to John Georges, the owner of the Advocate. Perhaps, Mr. Georges, you and all your staff writers and your columnists should go take some night classes. On how the electoral college functions uh, as it relates to a presidential election, you keep referring to Joe Biden as president-elect. There is no president-elect until December the 14th, when the electoral votes are certified by the electoral college. Now, I want to direct this to you, Councilman Lee, and you, Councilman Impostado. I had this conversation with you, Councilman Imposato, early in the year about that $400,000 that the citizens of Canada pay for Lafreniere Park. On November the 5th, we had a packed house at the County Council meeting. Most of the people that showed up was from District 1, which is your district, Councilman Lee, on this parish council. And the topic of discussion was the deplorable condition of their playgrounds. And one thing I have, is the deplorable condition of the artifacts we have in Veterans Park, which is in Council District, Kenton Council District 2. Now, we have an underfunded Recreation Department. The two jets, Navy jets at the entrance of that park, the paint is all fading off the jets, the insignias are fading off the jets. They have soot and they have dirt. On top of these two jets, you you all care about the veterans as much as you say you do, you'll make this a top priority as far as sending that money back to Kenna so we can take care of our, maintain our parks. Now, one last thing I want to say, I want to wish the people of Jefferson Parish, all our employees, including administration and the council, a very blessed and merry Christmas and a happy new year. Anybody got any comments, any questions? Councilman Templet.
15: Uh, <clears throat> Councilman and I mean, uh, oh.
1: yeah.
16: Go ahead. First of all, thank you for your, your, your comments about uh, the activities and the issues that took place at that council meeting. Uh, we are in the process of scheduling a meeting. I've had one conversation with the mayor about that, and we intend to do something about it.
15: Thank you, Councilman Lee. Yeah, I mean, the recreation and the parks discussion is is somewhat separate. Um, well, it's certainly financially separate, both in, at the city of Kenner level and at the parish level. Uh, rest assured, um, there are definitely issues with respect to Kenner residents uh, getting the Kenner recreation that they need. And, and i got to say, um, the current recreation director, Mario Bazile, uh, who Parish President Lee Sheng appointed uh, a year ago um, has actually bent over backwards to accommodate residents of the city of Kenner who are looking for recreation for their kids um, and it's it's not. It's not operating the way, the way it should be. No, no question there's a deficiency there. Um, and I'm happy to say Parish President Lee Shang's administration, uh, and Mr. Bazile are certainly making it, I think, more accommodating for, uh, Kenner residents to make sure their kids have access to recreation, whether it's district, Kenner District 1 or or the other Kenner districts. As far as the park issue and the Lafrenier topic, and I'm, I'm really addressing it only because, Whenever this topic comes up in a meeting, it ends up on a Facebook post or somewhere, so I always respond to it. Um, And this is a a challenge that I inherited when I was elected to the Kenner Council seven years ago, uh, was Kenner City Park. And one of the lines that I use every time I'm in a public meeting is, politicians love to build things and love to get credit for building things. With no concept and no forethought as to how they're going to maintain them over time. Mm-hmm. Um, Lafreniere Park, candidly, did not fall into that trap. Lafreniere Park, when it was built, um, not long after I was born, so this is a his- this is history learning for me, but I can tell you what I learned is it actually did have a mechanism in place. Um, there was this, you know, the system for funding Lafayette Park was put into place, one by the surcharge and second by the park millage um, that I've talked about sitting in this chair numerous, numerous times. And um, there is a mechanism in place to fund that park. you got to understand when Lafayette Park was built, it was built as the, not not one of, the <laughs> East Bank Park. Period. Including citizens of the city of Kenner. Um, That's what it was for. Unfortunately, um, some of my predecessors in Kenner, uh, one of your former council members, one of mine as well, who represented us at one time in Kenner District 5, decided to build Kenner City Park with absolutely zero way of funding the improvements. And that, the challenge is to support one project that was underfunded and not properly prepared for by that administration is the solution to that to defund another major project in East Jefferson that was, ex- that was actually thought out, that was planned for, and that, that's the challenge from a budgetary perspective, um, is do you create two problems because another problem was created there? That's the challenge. We've done a good job, and my predecessor, Ben Zahn, in this seat did a pretty good job as well, did a very good job actually, was the first councilman in Jefferson Parish to actually pr- request money to be appropriated for the parks in Kenner. We're doing the same thing and have for the last three years, but in a different way. Uh, it hasn't been specifically dedicated to Kenner City Park or the Heritage Park. Um, so, I mean, it is a challenge, but the problem becomes, uh, and and I can tell you, we we track the license plates, we track the activity. Rest assured, Kenner residents use Laffinier Park in a sizable, sizable way. We track it. I mean, everywhere in East Jefferson uh, uses Laffinier Park. So it's a difficult case to make to defund that park. It really, it really is a, a tough. That's a tough argument in my mind. To prevail upon um but that being said if there's alternate ways to try and fund and listen i mean this council and the council last year when even uh parish president lee shang was on the council i mean jefferson parish government has funded over 50 million dollars of improvements in the city of kenner uh going forward and that that's i mean anyone in the city of kenner that's concerned that they're not getting assistance from jefferson parish might need to check the data. And I'm not saying that's what you're suggesting. I'm just saying that, you know, the Jefferson Parish Council and parish administration, I think, have done a pretty sizable job, uh, definitely in the last two years, for sure, of making sure it's funded. So, you know, that that's as much as I can say in terms of our commitment, but I do recognize the concern. So, uh,
7: Can I respond real briefly, Councilman Templet? Briefly. Briefly. Okay. If we can get any money, Councilman, from the parish, from the money we pay to Lafreniere Park, we can take care of the issues at Veterans Park in-house. We don't have to, our recreation department can do the work. We don't have to bring in no outside contractor. So any funding we can get, I'd appreciate it for Veterans Park and the other parks as well. Thank you, Councilman Templet.
1: Please state your name for the record, ma'am.
6: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Madam President Gaylor A. Spiller for the Freedom of Equality and Justice. I am, as some of you may know, that I'm the former local NAACP president. Certainly it's a pleasure to see you again, Ms. Jennifer, and Madam President, and Mr. Lee, and Mr. Templett. I'm gonna be brief. Our concern here today is that I apologize that we did not know the process of getting on the agenda in time. There are some serious issues that we have with the Morero uh, housing and I will would, would turn my minutes over to Mr. Robert Hamilton because he knows more about it and thank you for allowing me to speak.
20: Good evening, I'm Robert Hamilton. Uh, I've been working in the community of Jefferson, West Bank mainly, but uh, East Bank also. And I appreciate the help that I've gotten from Mrs. Lee Shane's office and some of the other offices, uh, Councilman Lee's office, sometimes been fairly decent. and. We are very much concerned with situations that are developing and that have developed over a period of time, uh, especially at the Morera Housing uh, Development Ministry location. And I understand I don't have information to confirm yet. Uh, I just received yesterday the summary of the study that was done uh, which involved the mold problem and I thought it was a little bit bigger than that uh, because I experienced a very serious fish kill in a canal that's near where I live, an outfall canal, Milledon canal, and I had never seen it before. I've been here since 71 and I've lived at that address in 72. I've never seen that type of an event take place so I knew it had to be from some source other than uh, the normal conditions. I think was Lee Tsang's office had someone contact me, and they say they see this as a normal occurrence. Well, it's not normal where I live. Uh, and I'm on the water probably more than any other people who uh, work with the environmental group, and I had to let them know that they were not telling the truth. Uh, because that has not occurred so I was concerned about that and I still am concerned because I don't know where it came from and when I learned that there was a mold problem and some other problems at the housing development I didn't know whether they were interconnected I need know that something on the agenda that deals with the upgrading of the uh, sewer plant in I uh, understand at one point maybe even near the end of last year, where we were discharging about 11 million gallons of sewer water into the Mississippi River, which does not sound encouraging because our water intake is probably within two miles of that discharge area. Uh, but it's not supposed to be a problem. Of course, I look around my neighborhood, and including at in my house where we've had death. Um, from various things that have occurred and it seems unusual the state tells me that it's a normal occurrence and if it is as I see this virus doing what it does I can understand that it it maybe is real and uh, it's unfortunate I think that we can prevent some of it and I think that we should I think that we need to have more open information coming from Uh, the different agencies that are conducting the business of the parish uh, through the administration, through the council persons and others involved. Um, I do not see that. I don't see freedom of information coming forward. Uh, No one seems to know or or really want to know or don't want to pass on the information from what I see and that's not encouraging to me. Because I live here, and I've, I've raised my family here, and uh, what's left to it?
1: Yeah, 30 seconds, sir.
20: Um, I'm here. And so I'd, I'd like to know, and I'd like to get a copy of whatever the federal government is doing with that particular development area, even though there's not a major, well, I won't call it not a major, but it's, it's a problem with the mold and the asbestos. Uh, And I'd like to see that addressed, and I'd like to be able to see some result from that when there is a meeting or something that is held and that it be disseminated to the community so that people will know what's going on. Thank you.
1: Thank you, sir. Byron? Yeah. Uh,
16: Mr. Hamilton and uh, Madam uh, uh, Lady Spiller, thank you all for coming today and waiting through the meeting. Uh, We have a lot of things that we are doing that we believe in the long run is going to be beneficial. I can't speak to some of the environmental things that you mentioned, but let me just say this to you. Much as uh, you've heard today concerning the overall improvements and growth that's taking place in Jefferson Parish, I'd be remiss to say that uh, I'm not uh, pushing for The overall growth and quality of life, as well as the housing and commercial development to take place in my district. And so uh, you have uh, a few things there that have occurred over uh, the last two or three years. Jefferson Parish Housing Authority was about to be taken over in 2018. uh, There were documents that were provided to them that stated uh, that you're out of compliance and that you have not completed a number of things that were necessary in order for uh, HUD to continue to provide you with favor. And so in 2019, Jefferson Parish's uh, legal and accounting team got involved. There was a resolution that was passed that included uh, the parish's role uh, in terms of the fiscal. Becoming more of a fiscal responsible agency for that particular agency. Now that happened because you've had years of problems, years of decay. You have units that have been um, filled with um, not only uh, not not only um, environmental issues, but also disrepair. And so, uh, as the councilman. My objective is to see growth take place in that corridor, so whereas it benefits the entire area. Uh, I envision wonderful place in the next few years, whereas those who, who live there now who decide to come back will have a wonderful place that becomes a beacon light in that community. And then also, at the same time, I'm working on a, a parallel path and that uh, that community has been plagued by what I view as an environmental blight on it, as well as surrounding areas with that sewer treatment plant. But not only there, but other locations. On the East Bank, we found a way to consolidate. Now, I'm not suggesting that consolidation is gonna be the the exact answer for the West Bank, but we have to find a way to deal with our crumbling sewer issues, as well as those issues that uh, are not wholesome for a community. So as we move forward, all the community that ha- and, and those who live in the area uh, will have an opportunity to participate. We've had a number of meetings with the residents back there. Many of them are getting used to the idea that they will have the freedom to be able to choose uh, a home in a very fine neighborhood and will have the portability of a voucher that allows for them to be able to move not only Jefferson Parish but anywhere. And so that's, a be- that's the beginning and it allows for them. To be able to seek places where their quality of life may be better, and so I thank y'all for coming out. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight, but it's it's a it's a process, and uh, we will be moving forward to bring the improvements that are necessary. Change isn't always easy, but it has to take place. When we look at our roadways, we inconvenience oftentimes. But the reality is is that once the change change takes place we're generally happy about that. So again, thank you all so much, but we got a lot of work to do and we're not we're not close to reaching uh, the, the 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 finish line just yet.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. All right, you too? Same to you. Anyone else wish to address the council? Madam Clerk, no one else has appeared. Uh, that brings us now to ordinance for introduction and publication and summary.
4: Uh, the first summary ordinance that I have is going to require a unanimous vote to bring from the floor. It's an ordinance to amend Chapter 26 Special Events by amending Section 26 through 30, um, dash 31 to clarify the definition of special events as it pertains to outside music events, to repeal and reserve an Article 4. Film and movie production section 26-74 as such regulations will be found in Article 5 and to add Article 5 in general pertaining to enforcement of all regulations in Chapter 26 in the interest of public safety, health, and general welfare.
1: Is there any objections of this introduction being brought from the floor? Hearing none so ordered.
4: And... Ordinance amending the official zoning map of lots 19 and 21, square 1, Robert J. Perkins Track Subdivision. Amending the official zoning map of a portion of lot 1, Item plantation subdivision. Amending the official zoning map of lots 31A, square 39, Harvey Canal Subdivision. An ordinance submitted under docket number SP3720 approving a requested variance to the parking regulations for Desi Vegas located at 111 Veterans Boulevard on lot A, square 69A, Metairieville Subdivision. Amending the official zoning map for certain lots or portions of lots bounded by Barry Tarrio Boulevard the northern border of Acadian Villa Subdivision Bayou De Femme Canal and the Hurricane Protection Levy more particularly from R2 to R1A and removing the CPZ from certain properties amending the official zoning map of lot A1 and portions of lot 00 square 11 New Carrollton Subdivision, approving the request submitted under docket number SP2920 for an EBM sign for L.W. Higgins High School located at 7201 La Boulevard. An ordinance submitted under docket number sb 2520 approving requested variances to the area regulations and the parking requirements for Gus's Fried Chicken located at 3940 Veterans Memorial Boulevard on lot 159A, Manson Subdivision. ordinance submitted under docket number SB2420, approving requested variances to the area regulations and the landscape and buffer requirements for MAAM Church, located at 2021 Transcontinental Drive on lot H1A Square, 152A, Bridgedale Subdivision. An ordinance revoking and declaring a portion of lot X2A East Bank subdivision, previous municipal address 1000 North Leicester Avenue, Metairie, no longer needed for a public purpose and authorizing a sale to Gary Hooter, the heir of the original property owner, for their appraised value of $59,000. An ordinance amending Chapter 14 of the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances relative to flood damage prevention. An ordinance decreasing the speed limit from 30 miles per hour to 20 miles per hour on LaBar Road from Jefferson Highway North to the terminus of labar Road at the railroad tracks, Jefferson, Louisiana. An ordinance waiving the required hard and impervious surface for the parking lot of the New Zion Christian Family Worship Center located at 5040 Taravella Road, Marara, Louisiana from January 1, 2021 through December 31, 2021. An ordinance renaming the portion of Chenault Street from its intersection at Garden Road to its intersection at Marshall Drive in Marara, Louisiana, as Augustine Forbes Way. An ordinance declaring lot 1C1 square 1, 4A subdivision no longer needed for a public purpose and authorizing the advertisement for the revocation and sale of this property pursuant to the provisions of the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances, section 2-951 at SEC amending ordinance number 20846 adopted december 1, 1999 the judicial compensation classification plan for the employees of jefferson parish judicial system to revise the pay grade assignments for the class of court reporters including court reporter senior court reporter and chief court reporter Amending ordinance number one three seven oh nine, the executive pay plan for the unclassified employees of Jefferson Parish Government to revise the pay grade assignment for the position of Director of Environmental Affairs. An ordinance to amend ordinance number four zero seven for the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to amend Rule two, Section Four, Appeals. An ordinance to amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to amend rule 14, section 1, veteran preference and persons eligible for preference. An ordinance granting a non-exclusive franchise to Hunt Telecommunications LLC to construct, maintain, and operate a wireline telecommunications network system within the public rights of way of unincorporated areas of the parish pursuant to chapter 35.5 of the Code of the Parish of Jefferson as provided in and governed by chapter 35.5 of the Code of Jefferson Parish and permitting procedures of the Parish of Jefferson. An ordinance to amend ordinance number 4074, the personnel rules for the classified service of Jefferson Parish to revise rule one section 33 Rule 9 sections 18.1 and 18.4 and Rule 10 section 1.1 an ordinance amending ordinance number 22560 adopted on July 13, 2005 to revise the boundary description for consolidated waterworks district number 2 an ordinance to amend chapter 2 administration article 7 finances contracts purchases and sales division 1 section 2-890a of the Jefferson Parish Code of Ordinances, an ordinance amending the 2020 operating budget of Jefferson Parish, an ordinance amending the 2020 capital budget of Jefferson Parish, an ordinance amending the 2021 operating budget of Jefferson Parish, an ordinance amending the 2021 capital budget of Jefferson Parish. And that's all of the items I have to read into summary.
1: That's it?
13: That's it. <laughs>
1: Let's hurry up and, and move on. Be careful, yeah, Mr. Honest. Walker,
0: because next meeting's yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> any objection to the motion to accept these items read into summer on motion by Walker, second by Template, Hearing none, so ordered. Um, before we adjourn, I think we all would just like to say we want to wish all the residents of Jefferson Parish a, a mer- very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, and on that note, any objection on a motion by all council members present to adjourn? Hearing none, so ordered. We adjourn. Hey. I
6: know. How are you? Yeah.
5: You all right? Yeah. You Rudolph
14: the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose and